What's up guys, this is Casey Bowles with the Texas Meltdown. I finally got to have a sit down with Donnie Dodson from the White Trash Wannabes. They just come out with a self-titled album, White Trash Wannabes. You can find it on iTunes and Spotify, but preferably go buy a hard copy from one of their shows because music costs money and you don't make jack shit off iTunes or Spotify. Here it is, the White Trash Wannabes. We're not really sure how we got here. What we do know is we have no fucking clue what we're doing. You got you a beer, bud? Cool. Uh, you should have seen him. I had a beer in like the back of them. Hold on, what's that? Let me start. Let me start up real quick. That way, this can be in the podcast. Unless it's just too bad. No, it might be. I don't know. <laughs> I don't think. I don't think anything is really just too bad for the podcast. You wanna come over here and sit down? So you can look. See what we're doing. Come here. You see that? You see how whenever we talk, it moves? Mm -hmm. So you gotta be quiet. Yeah, so you gotta be quiet. So we can all talk, you know. Okay? Okay. You wanna listen to us? Okay. Have fun. I used to be a gymnastics coach. I motherfuckers didn't know that. I can talk to kids. I can get a kid to do anything, (laughs) man. Like, you want a kid to be quiet, just send them to me for a minute. I'll get them to be quiet. Hey, need you over here all the time. <laughs> you gotta be assertive and cool at the same time. Gymnastics coach, I didn't know you were a gymnast guy. Dude, I owned a gym in Lindale for like a year. Damn. That was fun, man. It was so cool. Me and my cousin owned it. It was just, I don't know shit about gymnastics, but apparently it's really easy to coach it. So what happened? How'd you lose it? We sold it. Oh. Made some money off of it. Yeah. Yeah. And then everybody quit. They said they didn't trust that other bitch. <laughs> so bad. I was like, ain't nothing I can do about that though, man. Like, it's technically not my fault, you know, that they didn't trust that lady. Maybe I should have divulged to the moms that, hey, we're probably selling. But that probably would have ruined the sale, you know, so I couldn't do that. It's business, man. It's business. Business and personal is two different things. Sometimes somebody ends up getting fucked just so you don't. You know, why should I think of fucking. <laughs> I don't think it's an asshole move. I completely like what you're saying. Give me my money. I agree. (laughs) Give me my money. So anyway, the other day you had some beer. Yeah. Right around. Right around my kid in the little pocket in the back of the seat. I guess I left a beer back there. And then I hear him talking about, I got my beer, daddy. I turn around. He had in his little cup holder showing up a beer. Thank God he... Didn't know how to open it yet. I was like, man, that's all I need to get pulled over by a cop. And him be over there just like, you got my beer, sir. You got your beer, officer? <laughs> I remember when I was a kid, uh, my dad would all, like, every once in a while he'd give us a swig of his beer like we'd ask for one. And, and it was like, just, it was nasty, you know. We just did it because it was cool. Yeah. You know, we thought it was cool for him to give us a little swig of it. 
And like one time, I got feisty with it, and I just chugged it. And like, he beat the shit out of me. <laughs> yeah, they'd always do that. Like, growing up, every once in a while, about once, especially once I got 13, 14 years old, give you one beer. Oh, listen, if we were like fucking five. Yeah. But whenever I, you know, whenever I was 14 was whenever I was able to start, like, you know, kind of drinking socially with, like, my brother at his parties and stuff. Well, no, nah, they'd give us a beer, like the family reunions or something like that. We'd get it with them, and our family reunions wasn't, like, three or four hours. Out with, you know, a bunch of the old people. No, it was, like, three or four days with a bunch of musicians. That's what I was about to say. Ours was like three or four days. There's all rich people, and we weren't rich. And, uh, and uh, so, like, at, by the end of the weekend, there'd be, like, all the 13, 14-year-olds be all puking off the back of the of the pavilion because we went to Lake Whitney back then. Now we go to Lake of the Pines. But uh, it'd be all the young kids just puking their guts up, and I guess all the – I don't know what the parents were doing. I mean, I'm guessing they were making fun of us because that's what I would do nowadays. They're just trying to get y'all to leave them alone? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> it's like, quit asking because, you know, one parent would let their kid do it, and then it was yeah. just like we'd bug our parents. You know, finally, it's like, you know what, fuck it. Get drunk. They know when we was going to puke I back guess then. I was always a kid that was passed out in the field. <laughs> you know what? I, whenever I was in high school, like I hung out with Josh Johnson and them, and we we was a rough group, man. So like, if somebody was puking, like it, it was nothing for like somebody to walk up and be like, man, you're not puking alone. And then Josh Johnson or Allen come start gagging themselves and puke next to you, and then we'd all go back to drinking. <laughs> hey, we're good friends to each other, man. You know, it's that's how it is. That's how it should be. I don't think I've ever done that with anybody. I think friends. that's probably why we're not. <laughs> really as tight as what we used to be yeah <laughs> oh, no yeah. yeah to make a couple of people puke coming out of like skinners or franchise or whatever <laughs> but if somebody started gagging we'd be over like making gagging noises just trying to get them to puke and then like after that was when we start gagging ourselves with them it's kind of pointless like it's almost trying to get them to puke so we could also puke and it made them look like the pussy <laughs> but you'd be empty you'd be able to drink more yeah, no, we would immediately. You can rally. Like 15 years old, 16 years old, man. Like, you can puke, start drinking again. Nowadays, I die. If I puke, I'm going to sleep. Somewhere. Uh, if I puke, I'm going to get drunk. Like, drunk, drunk. One, one time, somebody roofied my beer at Shooters, and I remember I went to the bathroom and I puked, and I come outside and I flattened the front of my hat on Rayleigh's bar, standing up, and it was sleep passed out like 30 minutes. And they said nobody fucked with me. Because everybody just walked by. It's like, holy shit. Yeah. Somebody put something in my drink. I had to. <laughs> I had a buddy who went to a bike rally with me like that one time. And he got drunk. And he's one of them fighting drunk people. Oh. And then uh, he went tried to find that guy he was mad at. And I guess he found him. And he knocked him out in the middle of a bunch of people. And they just didn't realize. They thought he was just drunk. They just stepping over him. Your buddy got knocked out or the other guy did? No, the, my buddy got knocked out. And they're just stepping over and stepping over. And finally some girl over there, like, flips him over and sees he's just bloody and screwed up, broke his orbital bone or something. Oh, and uh, he was messed up. They called an the ambulance. <laughs> so I get a phone call talking the next day, like, you know you know this man named this? And I was like, yeah. They're like, well, he's at the hospital. Go get him. And I show up over there, <laughs> and he's smoking weed at the front of the hospital, waiting on me to come get him. Done got his butt kicked. <laughs> Right there, though. Good times. I've already had a whole episode about Matt, so I can I can say this. Matt's one of them people, my other roommate. Uh, he's one of them people like you lose him for five minutes, man. Like you just go pee, 
and somebody's gonna come get you while you're being. I mean, Matt's outside with the cops. He's trying to fight them, and he doesn't punch somebody. And I was like, God damn, man. And that that's shocking. You know, you lose somebody five minutes. Imagine losing somebody all night, and the next day you get a phone call. This nigga's in the hospital, dog. Like, he, he probably couldn't get him. That's where, that's where he went. Yeah. Well, thank God I took his truck keys that night because I was like, I better get your keys just in case. And uh, so I had his keys, and... I went and I went and got him, and uh, I just was shocked that he was still smoking weed out in front of the deal. And he said, the he he woke up in a CAT scan, and uh, my dad was in there with me, and he's hearing the phone call. And he said, woke up in a trash can. It's one thing to whoop a man's ass, but don't throw him in a trash can. I said, no, Dad. He woke up in a CAT scan. Said he thought he got abducted by aliens, <laughs> and he woke up. And he's like, whoa, God, I come to and the doctor after he got out of that cat skin he's like well your weed's over there on the counter get it and get out that's like the one time that it's almost okay to wake up and think you got abducted by aliens that machine is scary as shit and you got a metallic taste in your mouth you know so everything points towards abduction you know, I, I should have had you strapped down. Hope to God it did. I don't know. I, I, it's a hot dollar machine, not to strap down a passed out guy that could wake up at yeah, any moment. Freak out! At least they wasn't shoving nothing up his butt. I guess that's could the only thing he was. Could you imagine waking up and legitimately thinking you just got abducted by aliens? <laughs> Holy shit! Oh, uh, I wrote a song about. I, I'm writing a song about it. It's amazing. I've got a few, three or four of my friends that have done some really just dumb things, and maybe one verse might be about me too. I've done some dumb stuff as well, but. It's uh, one of the verses about getting woke up in the CAT scan thinking you got abducted by some aliens. <laughs> it's going to be pretty And funny. that rhymes. Yeah. Man. Especially about the time, like the, the Area 51 right now. <laughs> yeah, no, it's perfect time. Dude, they showed up, too, and they had a raid. Yeah. Well, they had helicopters and everything. There's pictures all over. Yeah. It just... Showed up and had an EDM festival right outside the gates of Area 51. Yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> hey, I, I, I wish I'd have been That's there. That's the best way it could have went. Think I, about it. It probably better. I thought it was going to end. Better than Burning Man this year was the raid at Area 51 because you get the right 200 people around each other. It's better than the wrong 50,000 or whatever that. You know some of the, uh, what are they called? Like the, the, the trusty aliens went out there and was like thumping <laughs> with them motherfuckers. It's like, let's turn the humans real quick. Oh. Like, thump these bitches. Well, you know, growing up in Linden, you know, back in the day, it was like a fun thing to do. Everybody used to go out to that witch's tabernacle and you just get a few people that were just bored as hell and they just go out there sitting in the woods waiting on people to show up just so they can. the fuck out Yeah, of just fuck it with us. them. It happened to me. Yeah. I was the one getting scared. I wasn't the one in the woods. I never, I, I, every time I went out there, I was alone. Or I say alone, we went two or three of my buddies, but nobody ever messed with me. I only went out there to fuck. Yeah. <laughs> it was scary. Well, shit. nowadays, it's freak, big of a That's some freaky <laughs> shit. That's some it's freaky a, it's, it's like, we literally had nothing better to do, though. Like, there, like, yeah. there was nothing better to do. Like, we couldn't sit at home and play on Facebook, you know, on our phones. We had to have a, we had to have a computer. We had to have a computer to get on Facebook and MySpace, you know, legitimately. So we'd have to either be sitting at a computer or you'd be out riding back roads doing dumb shit. Well, Tabernacle and uh, Lacey's Bridge was that dumb shit. Yeah. But Lacey's Bridge, man, I, I would tell you, I don't believe in ghosts and all that, but one time we had some fucked up shit happen to us, man. So we're out there, and my buddy Jay, rest in peace, he just, he just died not too long ago. He had a motorcycle wreck, but he decides, like, we always peed off the bridge. It's like our own ritual. And uh, we got out the truck, and he's like, fuck Lacey, fuck. Like, he's like going off, piss off. Dude, whenever I mean it, went from a dead calm summer night to like the wind blowing trees sideways, dog. Yeah. All of a sudden, 
and then quit as soon as we all got in the truck. We were like, okay, I'm not sure if that's a coincidence or not, but we ain't gonna take no fucking chances. Like, that's a wild shit. And like I said, I don't believe in ghosts or nothing, but, and I'm pretty sure it probably was just a <laughs> random pickup of the wind, but it got crazy there for a minute. I know, somebody was fitting to fuck you up. Yeah, I know. I don't know what it was, but we, I didn't want to stick around to find out either. I mean, I don't believe in ghosts, but I'm also not a retard. Like, I'm not going to stick around. Yeah, not- shit starts floating in the air, I'm not going to be like, hey, I bet that's a ghost. I'm getting the fuck out of there. I don't want to know if it's a ghost. Yeah, I ain't going to go check out nothing like that. i just leave, no matter what, you know, for sure. I like how, I like how in the wintertime, you know, after all the leaves fall off the trees, you can look out there to the side of Lacey's Bridge and still see the old wooden pillars out there. Have you ever looked at that? Oh, yeah. Yeah, uh-huh. you can see them out there. They're, uh, if you're coming from Linden, it'd be to your left. If you're coming from Jefferson, it'd be on your right. Yeah. It, yeah. It's pretty cool. It's just because, you know, it really did used to be like a little bitty-ass wooden bridge. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember Jared's grandpa used to tell us a story. He, I don't, It really wasn't even that cool of a story, but he told us like eight times. And it was always about how he had to drive a big ass dozer across that little bitty rickety ass bridge, and uh, and the tracks was hanging off both sides. Now that I run equipment, like yeah, that'd be a cool story for me to tell people. Yeah. But we were like eight years old. We don't know shit about rickety ass bridges and dozers. It's like so what you went over a bridge. But it is wild though to have that bridge like half mile long in the middle of nowhere. It Dude, is kind of wild, man. you know. If you ain't wrote your name on that bridge and you're from within 50 miles from here, then what you barely been doing with your life? One time, oh. me, Corey Kaysen, James Metcalf, and I don't remember who else was with us. It's just one other person. We packed out Kathy's car, her uh, her little Malibu or whatever it was she had. We, we all jumped into it, and we went and bought a bunch of sparklers. They didn't know how to make a sparkler bomb. <laughs> well, I thought I did. Apparently, I didn't know how to make them right. Like, yeah, it exploded, but I'll get to that in a minute. So uh, we, we, like... Set it off to the, off in the middle of the bridge, and then we backed the car up, you know, like a hundred foot or so. And Corey's standing there watching. I go around, I light the, you know, I left one end, I taped up real good, I lit it, and like we're waiting on it. And all this time it shoots off and ricochets off the door in front of Corey's face <laughs> and blows up <laughs> right above him. And we never made another sparkling bomb again. But it's just so crazy. It's like out in the middle of fucking nowhere, man. Yeah. Like, like a grenade. Yeah. Oh, man, it was fucking wild. Uh, I blow up plenty I've of made, shit. I've made sparkler bombs like at the house, you know, and they work. But I, I don't know what I did different, man. But that some bitch shot off like a rocket. <laughs> so we always did, we always did like two packs of sparklers, taped them all together, but we'd always bury a hole. Yeah. That way it wasn't as bad. Yeah, you just plant Maybe you're not supposed to do it on concrete. Maybe. Uh. And maybe you're supposed to like turn it sideways, you know, like parallel to you. <laughs> not parallel, what, what would it be? Uh, I don't know, fucking to where the ends are facing out towards the sides of the bridge so like right at you. Because it's going one way or the other, you That'd know. That'd probably be smart, but it doesn't sound like Casey's idea. No. <laughs> Bro, I thought that up just now, you fucking prick. <laughs> I don't know, if you go to Lacey's right now, though, speaking about like burnouts and stuff like that, I don't know. So I just bought these tires. They were cheap at Ore City. Hypothetically. Oh, yeah, whatever. Can't admit to misdemeanors. Yeah. You can. I'm just kidding. Nobody, no cops. <laughs> I actually have cops to this. Uh, but if you look at one side all the way to the other, there's two sets. <laughs> and I still hold it to this day. Oh, I did the whole thing? Yeah. yeah. The whole thing. That's a long, that's a long burnout. Well, 
I did one set down, I came back, and then, uh, that didn't work out so well, because I ended up fucking up my rim, but. <laughs> Dang. How'd you do that? You blew them smooth the fuck out, didn't I you? I blew one, yeah, on the right side, but it was pretty cool. these days, though. Could you imagine? Like, we did the only see we didn't fucking burn the tires smooth off this bitch. Uh, <laughs> I, I was drunk. It was a franchise night, but the only bad thing was is there was never a fucking video. Nobody ever thought about it. Yeah, well, that's hell, a bad thing. So I mean, I can't sit here and admit it. <laughs> hell, back in the day, you remember where we used to live out there in Zion Hill, all the way from that church, all the way to the that shop where we always used to party at. It was exactly one mile, and my buddy he just got some brand new fifties put on the back of his truck. He did a burnout the 50s? whole way, like two two stripes, one mile long. By the time he gets out there in front of the garage, there's like sparks flying and every all this shit. I was like, you just spent all these like thousand dollars <laughs> on tires, and you're gonna have to get new tires tomorrow, probably. You goofy son of a bitch. But baddest burnout I ever seen. A whole okay. mile long, two of them, not one, two of them rolling. What kind of motor did it take to fucking turn them fifties? I mean, he was probably power breaking the whole way. That's why redneck everything. Shit, it's not a redneck yeah. motor. That's yeah. what that was. That was one of them motors, like a 350, but had the power like a 454. Nobody knows why. <laughs> I, think that, I think that's kind of what it was. Family secret. <laughs> it, it was a standard. Standard freaking 350. That truck's still going this day. Uh, I remember Jared one time. We borrowed. Uh, oh, you got yours over there. You need a beer? Sure. Me and Jared Sharp, uh, we got Lane Till. You know Lane Till? Yeah. We got him to let it. Remember that big-ass red truck he used to have whenever he was like 16, 17? His daddy bought it for him. It was a big old Hemi, four-door. And some of it just had like a nine-inch. It's a lift. It's a huge truck. Well, Jared also had a huge truck, but it wasn't the same huge truck. Jared wanted to drive his truck to Palm. So, uh, in Jefferson. So we take Lane's truck, and the next day we're taking it back. And to get to Hugh Springs, we're going to take through Lacey's Bridge, you know, because Jerry lives on Dump Ground Road except on the on the Jefferson side. Yeah. And uh, Jerry's like, I'm going to do a burnout. He forgot to take it out of four-wheel drive because not oh, oh, back up to the night before after prom, we had this truck with nine inches of lift and, like, fucking 40s <laughs> on it up to its headlights. In water and mud. And, like, we had to call this guy that owned the property. I don't remember whose place we were at. There's people I didn't even know. They had to call their dad to bring, a, like, a dual-wheel tractor to come pull this fucking truck <laughs> out. That's not even ours. Okay? <laughs> not even ours. And uh, we get to Lacey's Bridge, and Jared's like, I'm just going to burn out. And he forgot. He had done forgot to take it out of four-wheel drive. So he, like, locks the front up, and it blows out the transfer case. <laughs> <laughs> and does a burnout all the way down this bridge with transmission fluid everywhere. Uh, and, like, we get it back to Lane, and Jerry's like, I don't know what happened to it, man. You know, and, and Lane's like, Lane never had money. You know, Lane was rich as shit. Like, his dad wasn't going to ask no questions. The only people that knew that this even happened was him and Jared and me. So, uh, Lane was like, oh, man, it's cool. I just put it on my dad's credit card. And I was like, if somebody did that to my fucking truck, holy shit, dude. Like, I might have to beat somebody with two by four or something over that. Well, one time we was uh, opening up for Big Smo. He's of, cool, dude. Yeah, he is cool. He's cool. We we had a good time. He actually got up and sang a song with us, and uh, 
after we get done, he's like, y'all come hang over here and drink some of my shine, boys. We go drink some shine, and we go play. We had another show we had to play that night after that. Like, the after he got done playing, we was playing the after party. And, uh, well, we get hammered. And uh, we borrowed my buddy Aubrey's truck, and uh, he's hammered, too. So we all, like, passed out, and we had my old lady driving. And uh, we had to get full drive to get to where the after party was. So she didn't ever even think about it. Wouldn't didn't ever take it out of four wheel drive. She said after we she never woke us up or nothing. The next day she's like, I don't know what the deal's wrong with the truck, but it wouldn't go but like thirty the whole way home. Yeah, four low. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She like just wouldn't go nowhere. I was like and his truck was never the same after that. He's like, Ah dog. But it had a little rattle in it somewhere. Yeah, you could the, never find that rattle. He said cruise control cruise control never worked. And it was just never right. He ended up getting rid of the truck, but I was like, God, dog, man, how how do you not know that? But uh, anyway, <laughs> we don't want to get no fight between you and your wife yeah, <laughs> over uh, some uh, <laughs> No, I met Big Smo through Scott Johnson from Red Dirt Hurricane. You know the energy drink Red Dirt Hurricane. Yeah. So I used to work with that guy. He was like, he was the dude that went out and got work. He was like the consultant for the pipeline company. For Barrio. And, uh, like, cause back then they didn't make all they sponsored like Whiskey Myers and they were nobodies, you know. And, like, he had connections to Big Smo and people like that. But it was back before any of them people got big, so he wasn't making any money off this. Like, every bit of their profit went right back into the company. But he worked with us, so but after, he, after he ended up quitting at the company, but he stayed in touch with us. So we go get fuller rides, and, like, I get to meet, like, Kevin Fowler. Like, we got to chill with Big Smo all night, and he was just like a. He had a young kid for the longest drumming for him. Yeah. Like, he had, like, a 15-year-old kid drumming for him. It's big smoke. You know damn well he's doing lines of coke in the back. And there's, like, a 15-year-old kid drumming for him. And that's just hanging out with everybody. And I'm like, that kid's never going to be right. <laughs> well, I think he found his guitar player off YouTube or something. You know, Big Smoke got famous, like, like almost overnight. Yeah. And, like, YouTube or something like that. And so, like, when we when we played with him, he had some kid look like a Viking or something. Real long, bleach blonde hair, but, like, clean, like, shaven. It was a weird-looking kid. But I was like, how'd you meet Smo? He's like, Like, Hitler's idol. Yeah. He, he, <laughs> he's like, he, he found me off YouTube. And I was like, this is weird as hell. I have never could imagine just throwing a band together that you don't have a clue who anybody is and just putting them together and getting on a tour bus and traveling for 300 days out of the year, you know, like, come and on. And other than Big Smo's voice, every once in a while you tell it, it was lip sync, but like, their band was actually played. Uh, the guitar player was amazing. Yeah. I mean, they were really good, actually. And Smo, when he got up there and played with us, he obviously sang it, and he, he just, oh, no, 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 yeah, all that. And I was like, well, I mean, it wasn't really my thing, but we just happened to know one Big Smo song then, and I was like, okay, we just throw like 20 seconds in one of these other songs as a medley. I was like, should we do it? And I was like, I think he'll appreciate it because I would appreciate if somebody else did that with us. Don't play the whole song if it's one of their main songs. But then all of a sudden I started playing that 20 seconds of it and he just jumps up there and grabs the mic and sang the whole song with us and then party with us all night. So. You know, him and Colt Ford got away with it because Colt Ford was the first to yeah. do the whole country rap thing. And he had, his songs were actually really good. The lyrics of yeah. them were actually pretty good. But then Big Smo was like the thug motherfucker that come up there and sang country songs. He's the first one to do it like a thug. Colt Ford, have you ever met Colt Ford? Yeah. He's just like a fat fucking white guy fucking with a 
Fu Manchu, you know. He's like everybody's dad yeah. out there rapping on a microphone. Actually you know? a really good golfer. Like he's kinda yeah. like not like what you would expect when it's, you listen to his stuff. He's, and then you meet Big Smoke. Who's like thug as fuck, like wearing baggy jeans and baggy shirts, like he ain't even trying to be country. He's just wanting to rap about some country shit. Yeah. So he got away with it. But everybody else after that failed tremendously. Well, the, the Lacks kind of had their little thing for a second, I guess, you know. I, I don't think I've ever heard of I've heard of the Lacks, but I don't think I've ever listened to one of well, those shows. We opened for them, to, them guys, too, and that was one of the coolest shows we ever played. Like, bar was, like, sold out. We played. And uh, they were really cool. They they actually played with the band. Like, we played with the Moonshine Bandits. And they didn't have no band, and I didn't really like that, which I think they do have a band now. But, uh, no, the Lacks got out there, and they pretty much had, it seemed like there was two guys rapping with a band just like the White Chester Wannabes behind them, you know. So, but they were cool as hell. They, I partied with them at the hotel room. So the fucking Lacks got famous from copying off y'all? No, that's no. That's fucked no, up, no, man. Yeah, that's exactly what so I said. So you basically made the Lacks. <laughs> I did. That's wild as fuck, I made them. Like, yeah, we, I had no clue everybody I was, was there. in that guy's living room. I was there. Like, <laughs> it, 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 we, we, we opened. Like, that's that's how uh, the, the, the big time people do. They play first. Yeah. 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 By the way, White Church Wannabes just come out with an album, and it's fucking awesome. It's so amazing. I... I'm so glad y'all finally come out with a real deal, full-length album. Mm-hmm. And, and it's on Spotify and iTunes and everything. I would suggest you buy the hard copy because that's where it sounds the best. You know, because like, just like my show, whenever I listen to it on my program, it sounds ten times better than what it sounds like whenever I put it on fucking iTunes. Definitely. No, and, it- and, and the CD itself, man, like I, I didn't even realize my radio had a little thump to it. Until I put your out. That's the first CD I've ever put in that fucking CD player. I'm like, damn, son, I got these, these speakers got a little bass to them. Yeah, people don't really buy CDs no more now. A lot of these cars don't come with CD players. So, yeah, it's on uh, Spotify, uh, Google Play, all that stuff. So, yeah, go get it wherever you can. But, yeah, preferably if you want to help out the band, <laughs> come yeah. get the hard copy because they, 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 they give you pennies on the dollar on the other deal. But, no, the CD sounds amazing. It took us a long time to, like, God, we've been playing for a long time, but once we finally got in the studio, it all seemed to kind of come together. And uh, but and hopefully we sell enough of this, we're gonna get the next album coming out as well pretty soon. Hopefully in the next year or so. Yeah, but, you said you had seventy five percent of it, like. Yeah, I mean, pretty, yeah, pretty close to that for sure. We've got we've got the base. Like seventy two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we've got the base of like more or less every song that's gonna be on there, whether they're all completely hundred percent done. But to tell you the truth, we, when we were in the studio with this stuff, we didn't have it all completely 100% done as well, uh, which I wouldn't recommend. You know, you spend a little bit more money what you want. But uh, no, it, pretty much we know every song that's going to be on the next album, pretty much. Uh, we just got to fine-tune that and uh, obviously make some money because this one costs us a lot of, a lot of change to make. But, uh, yeah, we're real happy with the way it turned out, for sure. Support your local bands. Yeah, fuck right. yeah, dude. Support local music. Anybody. And, and you know, or like, I don't like the people that are never going to go more than local. Like, y'all play fucking everywhere, like some random ass places, you know, like, just, like, out there places that you'll still pack out a place because just for some reason everybody in some town across the United States would be like, we fucking love the white trash wannabe. <laughs> it's like, how do y'all even know? It's kind of like, it's the same thing with my podcast, like. How does some random ass town just get it just blow up in? You know, well, you know that's one good thing about the internet. You know, like it, it's it's real good to be able to get the word out. But I mean, also, I mean, 
I, I liked it back in the day when nobody had phones at your shows. It was more of a party uh, because people wasn't just like staring at their phone the whole damn time or trying to record you live or something stupid. You know, everybody's actually into the thing and actually enjoying it. But, but also, I mean, how could people know about us down in Padre or you know anywhere? And uh, so it. It, it's kind of a double-edged sword kind of thing, you know. Like obviously we want to play as far out as we can, but uh, man, we 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 show like playing kind of half-ass close where everybody have a good time with us. Who is it? What? <laughs> what it say? Yeah, totally, come on. Yeah. Who is it? Sean. Shauna. Shauna who? Bartender yeah. earlier from Skinner's. Come on, yeah. oh that girl with the thick ass, <laughs> or the big bitch, or big titties. She was the big bitch. Yeah. Okay, you didn't have to just say the big titties. Oh my bad. And we, one of them that was like eight foot tall. I'm a little her. guy. I'm a little don't guy. Don't act like you ain't done something. Oh yeah, no man. I tell you what, one. I you know what? <laughs> I'll go ahead and tell tell one of myself. <laughs> So, one time I come in from, uh, where was I at? I was working out of town somewhere. And, and I, I I need to go see my granddad. Uh, I don't know why I even had to go to Lindale. But, uh, so I was like, all right, I'm going to stay at my granddad's. Well, there's this little bitty bar outside of Lindale on the interstate called Stone Country. I remember that place. It's I played way there. the fuck out in the middle of nowhere on yeah. the interstate, man. There's, like, not a com- there's one convenience store close to it, but it's like a Valero that sells like the extra, extra long t-shirts and shit in Man, it. Right beside it, though. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, it's at that exit. Yeah, I know. It, I it's, at, it's at the 16 exit. Yeah. And, uh, anyways, uh, I go in there, my buddy Ryan, who had come off the pipeline before the one I was on at that time, he was like, man, me and my girlfriend going to be up here, and we got some friends up here, come on. And I'm like, what's the horror situation looking like? And he's like, man, they up here. And I'm like, well, I ain't never been there. So I go there. I, I guess it's some bitch forgot. I'm like, a, I was like 138, 40 pounds. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, I get maybe a grown ass man, but I'm not a grown ass man. I'm like a grown ass boy. And, uh, dude, I take. <laughs> I was sitting there for a minute and I'm trying to keep to myself and just talk to my buddy and his girlfriend. And uh, this big girl, like, kept coming by and, like, rubbing her hand on my back. I mean, this bitch was huge, man, like over 300. And she wasn't much taller than me. <laughs> and, yeah. And uh, she kept rubbing her hand on my back. I'm like, oh, fuck, I gotta get out of here. Well, Ryan's like, hey, that's Rachel's cousin. And she says she's gonna break you in half tonight. And I'm like, no, she's not. Well, I drank about another six pack. And I'm like, I'm gonna take this big bitch home. <laughs> <laughs> so... So, uh, uh, I was just like, laid over, I, I chugged my beer, I laid over, I'm like, yeah, she's sitting like two chairs down, leaning back, I'm like, hey, I don't even know this bitch's name, like, I didn't even talk to her, I didn't even spoke the first word, and I'm like, hey, uh, I'm about to leave, you know, I go tab out, you tab out, I didn't even pay a tab, like, you tab out after me, and just meet me at my truck, <laughs> I drive a white Tacoma, <laughs> I mean, didn't even say okay. Just stood up out of her seat, followed me to the bar, paid out of me, followed me out the door. And it was thank. It was the, oh yeah, I know why I had to come in. That was the day before Thanksgiving. Because the next morning, I had to get her out quick at like 7 a.m. And I'd never been up fucking this bitch all night. I was tired as shit. But the good thing is, I got to go buy a Starbucks. 
<laughs> I wasn't going to get to do that unless that happens. I guess I got Starbucks out of the deal. It was good. Yeah. She had a good time, and I ain't gonna lie, I had a good time. Well, I mean, she's not here. We don't know. But, I mean, yeah, I played out there one time. <laughs> <laughs> I played out there one time at uh, Stone Country. The, the van Relentless from uh, Texarkana asked yeah. me to come play lead guitar for him, And uh, I went out there, and the owner that you... shutting this motherfucker down. <laughs> <laughs> the owner that used to own that place thought he was a DJ. So he's like, y'all just play for like 45 minutes and let me DJ for like 30 minutes. And he was over there like acting like he's doing his thing. like, like, And I was like, this is horrible, man. Like, It's a cool place. There's a lot of people. But like, how is this guy DJing like half the time and just screwing the party up? And we're over here actually doing all right. And uh, But I, I like that place. I broke down there twice now. I ran out of gas on the way to the studio to record the album. And the only gas station you was talking about, the only reason why I know there's a gas station right there is because I ran out of the gas about half a mile before that place. And then dust them in the band, they're like, all right, this is your ride. You ran out of gas. You're going to get the gas. I was about to say, you didn't make them walk, did you? I should have put Jay out there because Jay's pretty, and uh, he could have got picked up a lot faster. But to tell you the truth, I barely walked down there like 100 yards, and some guy picked me up. And uh, he didn't ask anything weird. He just took me to get gas and brought me back and everything. It was really cool. He's like, I ain't going to let no rock and roll looking dude stay out there walking and stuff. I was like, thank God. Because we was. Fucking rock and roll, man. We never died. We was on our way. Yeah, we was, I'm telling you, I was like, every, every, everybody that like looked like wholesome people looking at me like, they ain't, they ain't stopping for nothing. And some guy in like some little Mustang picked me up and took me get gas, brought me all the way back. And thank God because. We had a, a schedule to go over there to the studio, and uh, it took us, whatever, nine, ten days anyways to record the album. It, we almost didn't make it that day, so I was like, uh, well, I'm, I appreciate that, because we was paying for that day no matter what, because, you know, you got to pay yeah, for the days in, in advance, yeah. And, and we what already, studio do you use? Empire Sound Studios in Dallas. Uh, he's amazing. Alex Gersh. No affiliation with Empire Records? No. <laughs> no, not Empire Records. This guy, you remember that movie? Yeah. From back in the day, Empire, that was a good-ass movie. Well, this, this guy, it ain't the Empire you think about. This guy's a crazy yeah. Star Wars fan. He's like, so he, he if you go look him up online, uh, he'll have, like, him doing the Star Wars theme, but heavy metal, and he's dressed up just like Darth Vader and just like a stormtrooper doing his thing. And it's, it's I've seen that before, and that's that guy? Yeah, that's that guy. It, it, it ought to be viral because it's amazing. What he done, it's top-notch. But, I mean, obviously it should be. Like, the day we got there... Bob Marley's son had just left, and uh, so like he's real serious about. I know you don't smoke weed, but you would have. Yeah, right, I probably probably would have thought real serious about. It. But what's funny is he won't let nobody smoke in the studio. He's like, I don't care what y'all do, y'all ain't smoking nothing in my studio. And I was like, Bob Marley's son was just here. He says, I don't care. Snoop Dogg was just here. I'd make him smoke <laughs> outside. And I was like, Okay, Alex. So. He didn't care about, like, stains on the tables or nothing. He didn't. <laughs> he only said that because Snoop Dogg wasn't there. Yeah. Well, no. I mean, but he he was, like, fooling with, like, doing stuff for... I guess as long as you don't, like, pop your bag up and powder go away. It's not terrible. You know, no, no. He, he didn't want us bringing no, like, live animals in there. He didn't want us doing that. But, no, we we did all our drugs outside. 
So pretty much they told you I couldn't have live animals in there. No, he didn't. I don't know what I would do. Somebody was like, you cannot have live animals. Like we got a fucking animal with us, man. Like I got a tiger in the back, but I mean, shit, he's gonna chill out there. He probably wouldn't mind the live animals actually, but he wasn't about to have no drugs in there. But I mean, he he's also the studio we was at. It's so big. There was like three studios going on, and they're doing like classes. So there's like there's even some like young kids in there like running around and like doing stuff. So you never. There's a legit studio. Yeah, like a big studio. I mean, there's three whole studios inside one studio but we just had one section the big part that uh, that he would do the stuff with and uh no i mean he, he was really cool about it. i mean we could pretty much do whatever we want we could drink in there you know yeah. i mean hell he wasn't about to stop that because you know the white church one of these and stuff but uh he well, nice he, name drop yeah <laughs> well i mean and we probably we could have done some stuff that didn't smell like very much you know if we wanted to we we, we did all the drugs outside <laughs> it's really i'll tell you what Whenever I was smoking pot, uh, you know, I always went to my truck or I always went away. Unless the people I was with, you know, the, the place we were at, like as long like if they were stoners, like yes, we would all chief up there. Mm-hmm. But like if I was at somebody's house that I knew didn't like weed or like I wasn't sure, I was going out to my truck. Outside. But even with me being that respectful, I even asking, you know, just being like, you know what, I'm just gonna go ahead and go out here. Like some stoners be like, hey man, that's pot. Be like yeah. They'd be like, let's walk out the door and light up. I'm like, no, let's go out here to the truck and we'll light up. You know, like, I'm, I was already that respectful. I'd still get bitched out all the time. I'm like, we ain't having no fucking dope out here. I'm like, dude, it's fucking pot, first of all. I don't call it dope because yeah. my dad does that and I fucking hate it. And the second thing is, is I'm respectful enough to come out here to my truck away from everybody. Like, the only reason you knew this because somebody passed by my truck and my windows were kind of... It was it was hazy up in that bitch, you know. <laughs> yeah. One, one, so there was some snitch in the first place, and then on top of that, like, don't bitch me. One time, me and Shay Absher, you ever heard of Shay Absher band? Uh-huh. Oh, they're kind of like a big Texas country band now. And uh, one night, I met them in Lindell at uh, Music City Tech at the at Nights of Texas Music uh, Bar and Grill or whatever. No, not Lindell, not Lindell. Oh, the Lindell thing. Yeah, yeah, you know, it used to be Love and War. Yeah. Now, now it's the Texas music. Oh, it ain't uh, Love and War no more? No, man. Uh, fucking, I, Ty still owns it. Ty Phelps still owns it. Moran's still part of it, I'm sure. So. Well, I mean, she put money in it. She don't ever show up. Yeah. <laughs> I got drunk with her dad and Kevin Fowler one time. It's fun. Blake Shelton took that. I've done explain this in this podcast like three times. That's how fucking mad I am about it. Blake Shelton bought her dad a kangaroo for like for like some kind of special kind of like his birthday or something, and they got a divorce. The motherfucker went to his house and took it back. <laughs> I think it's classic. Hey, take, take it back. Fuck that. No, I think you're not taking my kangaroo. But anyways, I was there. <laughs> no, I wouldn't I, give I, it I up. It'd Shea be hard Asher, for me to give it. I met the Shay Asher band and the bartender Reagan, who really is a sweet girl, she, but she hates weed. She needs to get over it. I can always tell her. I'm like, you know what? Like, if you get past me smoking weed, like we'd have something. And, uh, <laughs> but anyway, like, other than that, uh, we go out to we go out to her house and like me and Shay are over by the van. Like we're parked a ways away from it. We're, we're parked fifty yards from the fire. And me and Shay out there, you know, we're, we're gonna burn down this J real quick. Dude, she comes out there in the middle of this J. We we it's been ten minutes since we pulled up. Like we definitely ain't done with this J. If all y'all gonna do is smoke dope, y'all just need to fucking leave. This bitch calls it dope too. I'm like, that's how you can always tell somebody's being over exaggerated yeah, about fucking weed. Yeah. They call it dope. I'm like, who the rat is? Yeah, like I get it. If you come out here and was like, hey, quit smoking weed, I'd be like, okay. We call it dope. You already hit. You already hit something in me. 
deep down, I'm just like, uh-uh. Yeah, I'm going to smoke this day where you want me to or not, and then I'll leave. Well, like, one of the first times I ever hung out with my buddy Aubrey, I went to this one dude's house. He's an asshole, and I'll say he's an asshole to his face. He, uh, anyways, he, uh, as soon as I walk in his place, he's like, hey, there ain't no smoking weed in my house. And I was like, I don't even smoke weed. You know, that's not my DOC. And uh, so I was like. <laughs> DOC, I love it. Well, so I, I go over mean? there. What's DOC mean? What? Drug of choice. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, Just to clarify. Okay. I was like. It's like the H H N I C. Yeah, we ain't gonna tell you all the goddamn things. Anyway, what does H N I C mean? Anyway, we'll watch that one. We don't need no race. race yeah, it's thing. already bad. Yeah. Go watch that yeah. one. Yeah, for sure, for sure. But now I, I was like, okay, I'm on. I'm, Jesus I'm, Christ, that would shut my whole. I bet iTunes would shut me down if you said the N word with an A on the end no, of it. Hey, no. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh right. my God, they'd be like, no, these white trash motherfuckers. Yeah. <laughs> It get, it get reported like immediately. Like you ain't had nothing reported the whole time. It'd probably, get, it'd probably about be some automated shit. Like nobody would have to report it. It'd be like, okay, yeah. so niggas said in it and they're white trash at the same time. The, the algorithm they they're say. Gone. You know, the algorithm. <laughs> Dude, they're going to take your album off iTunes. Yeah. I, I'm surprised they probably hadn't done something like that because we got one. We just we just called it white trash, even though it's white trash, like it's a bad thing or whatever. Uh, but no, I was, I was hanging out with that one dude and he said that and then all of a sudden. I said, like, I'm going to look past this, and then I go over there to sit down, and he's like, oh, that's my chair. And I was like, your chair? We're having a party. Is this if a party? If I get about this chair, I'm coming up with an yeah. uppercut. I know. I was like, <laughs> I actually, I, I mean, I'm a nice guy. I, try, I was like, you know what? I don't even know him very well. I was like, I'm leaving. And then we took everybody there, because he's like, my buddy, he's like, I ain't staying here. He's going to be an asshole like that. Fuck him. So we took, like, all these, like, 20, 30 people with us. We just fucking loaded out of the place. And I was like, yo, fuck that guy, man. Like, first thing you do, you try to say this, assuming I smoke weed just because I got long hair and shit, play guitar, and then going to be a dickhead, like, say I can't fucking sit somewhere. No, fuck off, I don't man. blame the guy for, like, thinking that you did smoke weed. I'm mad at the guy for being a dick about no, it. No, no, I mean, Because exactly. you really do look like No, if he would have come over to me and be like, hey, man. Hey. <laughs> we can all agree on that. <laughs> no, I, I look like, I, believe me, I've been, I, and anytime anybody offers it, it to me, I take it and I give it, uh, give it to my friends. Or my yeah, I was about to say, yeah, you never maybe. like if I hand it to you, you know me, it's passing the next guy. Yeah. I, nah, for say, sure. I take a hit. I'm well, like, hey, you no, this one person, they, they had this big old thing, like a big box full of weed, and they's like, hey man, take all you can. And I was like, well, I don't do it, but hell, I know people who do, so I grabbed as much as I can hold. <laughs> yeah, I grabbed, I grabbed like. Uh, You'd be like, the best friend in the fucking world yeah. if you come up to me. It's like a handful of weight, dude. I took this from a party that yeah. gave it to me. Damn right. I, I, I did that. Here, I, I, I brought it. I, what would have been real bad is if I'd have got pulled over that night and then get, get in trouble for some weed that I was like, I swear, it's not for me. It's uh, for somebody else. Oh, so you're selling it now. No, well, not, no, not exactly. Well, okay, just get in the it's back. It's not even the- in a bag, man. It's just all open. Like, you you wouldn't believe this. Somebody <laughs> told me to just grab as much as I could. He's like, yeah, put your hands behind your back. But Felony. <laughs> yeah, yeah, felony. yeah, exactly. I was like, I just, the only time I've ever even seen this much weed, I grab as much of it uh, as could, you know, so. But. Gonna, hey, every time you wash your clothes, anyway. you, you find weed particles in your washer. Uh, I, yeah. <laughs> it in your pockets. Please, please, yeah, please don't, don't search the van vehicle because I don't, I don't smoke, but I find it all the time. But I mean, I keep my shit a little messy, so you never know what you'll find in there. I mean, you know, panties, bras, and freaking drugs. <laughs> yeah. So. I tell you what, scaredest I ever been, man. Uh, I mean, like I said, I quit doing drugs so I can fucking talk about this. Uh, I, I got in my truck one day. I was detailing it. 
and there was a bag of co- you know them dodges they had that uh pocket like up above the door handle yeah. on the on both sides like where you put like i put change in them but i'm sure it's not what it's for <laughs> uh Anyways, dude, there was a bag of fucking blow in there, and I don't know when the last time a person rode my passenger seat was. <laughs> that thing had just been, like, chilling there for, like, ages, man. So I took it, and I did it, though. <laughs> but, uh... I know one thing cops Dude, say, I just remember how scared babies. I was. I was just so, just like, oh, my God. Like, who is the last person that would even have that period in my passenger seat, much less anybody in general... You know, like, damn, we didn't take my truck nowhere. Like, it was a piece of shit. We were scared we were going to break down everywhere we went. We always took somebody else's vehicles. I, I'm telling you, but it had to been there for, like, weeks, dude. What if my dad would have found it? Holy shit. Jesus Christ, man. If he would have found it. My dad thinks weed is, like, literally heroin. So, imagine he found a bag of blow in my passenger side of my... I was living at his house at the time. Right, man, if I'd have, he'd have found that something. Oh, my God. Well, me and my buddy, he's on probation for like next 20 fucking years because he's an idiot. But we was cleaning his brand new ride the other day, trying to get it ready to go to a show. And uh, he found a big old bag of meth in there. He's like, what the hell? He's like, think about it. Like this guy, he's on probation. He's completely straight trying to stay out of trouble and then this stuff he just happened to buy a brand new ride and be cleaning it out and find this big old I mean it would have sent him to jail for 10 years or I mean however long and I was like god 25 he's on probation 25 he well it ain't 25 Hell, but I think it's like next 10 years though. Yeah. I mean like really 10 whatever it was he went to jail for that long yeah and there ain't nothing I mean what can you say I mean poor guy but we Did found you- it it's I I, almost like I can feel shit like that like I can feel what it would feel like I can, like, put myself in that position. Like, I got, like, my heart started beating there for a minute when he was talking about it. I was like, oh, my God. Yeah, like, why not I just would... go clean your truck out right now? Yeah. Yeah. Go get it detailed. <laughs> like, actually get somebody else to clean it out. Maybe, when I times I had my that. truck detailed, like, them guys find weed in it and just fucking smoke it instead of giving it back, bastards. Uh, I find I find weed in there so, so much in my truck. It's, like, it's not even a big thing no more. I was like, I just, I keep it over the side. I was like, well, fuck. Like, I've, ne- I've been caught weed several times. I ain't never had a pot charge. They always just stomp it out. Like, they always dump uh, The bitch in Arkansas side fucking took it. I don't know what she done with it, but I ain't get no ticket for it. One the time. say she smoked it, but pretty well, sure she did, bitch. Watch well, I saw these one time. I was on a way to a show, and uh, we get pulled over, and one of the guys in the band just fired up, joined, whatever. And uh, so we're trying to, like, light up cigarettes and roll the windows down well it's still r- reeks yeah <laughs> yeah and that guy now we uh we it just reeks of it and uh i'm in the back seat because i didn't have a license at the time and uh the the guy who was driving he uh he, he had a little bit of weed in his cigarette pack or whatever and but the, the cop's like just tell me where it is and i won't mess with you and he I eighteen. I say this is my little brother. All right, the bass player in the band. Anyways, it makes the story actually work. Uh, we're on the way to show the drummer, bass player, and me. And so he takes my little brother to jail for possession, and then runs my drummer's ID. He's got like a warrant for like a seatbelt ticket or some shit. Takes him to jail. So I'm like, well, I guess I got to cancel the show. Like one of the only shows we've ever we've only canceled two shows now is the White Chester Wannabes. It's uh, like ten years stint, yeah. stint of not canceling not any shows. shows. I'm really proud That's of this. Fucking great. I'm proud of this. But took uh, took the drummer and the bass player to jail, and then I'm in the back seat because I can't drive because I got to spend a license. But well, he says, "Well, you're good to go." 
like after he dumps everything out of my truck, scratches all my CDs and shit up, breaks everything, I throw it all back in there. And I was like, I ain't gonna bitch about nothing because I ain't got no ID. And uh, he just didn't give a shit about messing with me because I didn't have no warrants and I didn't have no drugs on me. And uh, so I go to leave. So Dustin and the drummer go to jail. And uh, the what was funny is the first time Dustin ever went to jail, he was like 18. Nine. Be freaking out. Yeah, he was just like I even told the cop. I was I like, remember my first time was terrible. I was I like, died. man, you got to let him go. Like it's like two joints. Are you fucking serious? And he's like, man, he lied to me. I was like, well, what are you expecting? He's 18, 19 years old. I wouldn't told you to neither. He's like, oh, yeah, he lied to me. I'm taking him to jail. So I was like, all right. Then he takes my drummer. I was like, okay, well, we got to cancel the show now. So we cancel the show. So I go back to this party. Did you explain to the venue what went down? Yeah, I did. What was really funny is, is that. The band that they got to cover for us was called Out on Bell. How ironic is that shit? The band that... You know they used that all night. Oh, the other guys all went to jail, so we were out on bail. Yeah, dude, what was funny is, like, so I go back, because I'm right down the road from my buddy's house. He's throwing a big old party and shit. So I'm like, well, fuck it, I ain't playing. I guess I'm going to get drunk somewhere. And, uh, because I can't get him out till morning, morning time or whatever. So I'm getting hammered or whatever, and all of a sudden, I walk outside, like, take a piss or whatever, and, uh... I'm, I got a beer in my hand, and, and the cop pulls up, and I'm like, oh, shit, like trying to hide beer. She was like, he lets Dustin out, and I was like, what the fuck happened? He said, well, the like the notary person or whatever the hell was supposed to be in there, one of them people wasn't there, so I was going to have to stay in there like two days or something like that, and he done told, I, I done told him that he, he ain't ever been to jail. So he said, you know what, we're going to drop this down to like paraphernalia charge. Get the fuck out. And the drummer's in there like, at least we're here together, bro. At least we're here together. And he's like, all right, get out. He's like, oh, see you later, bro. I'm gone. <laughs> and fucking comes and drops him off of me. Was the getting... drummer, the Jeremy, the dude with the glasses? Yeah. yeah dude, he, he, he was all right. I liked him. Uh, he's a great guy. I still love that guy. He plays, he, he's still playing music. So he played with Miranda Lambert. Help. Uh, he did? Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. For a long time, right before she got famous, you know. Uh, Miranda, he put shit. I feel like her song, Kerosene, was basically... Steve Earle's song, uh, fuck, what's it called? Before or after the Stingray? Huh? The Stingray. Steve Earle? Oh, I thought you said Steve Irwin. No, oh. Steve Earle. <laughs> the song by Steve Earle. <laughs> what's it called, man? Copperhead Road. No, the way you think about, gotta wonder, and I, uh, one second, I'll find it. Well, hell, I think, uh, couple of her songs she got from that one girl lives in Lindale area which is pretty cool like way to go her still keeping it around feel all right kerosene sounds very similar to feel all right yeah well that's kind of like I mean think Cody Jenks song is exactly like this other song Mark was telling me about and I was like I listened to it I was like you're you're right it's just different words you know but uh that uh cast on stone song but it's still a great song that's the song it was no Cast on Stone is exactly like this other song. I you had to ask Mark Hill. I mean, you know, you'll get him on a podcast too. He'll tell you. Is the, Mark the dude? Who's Mark? Mark's the one that's playing with Dustin tonight. Uh, I will have to give him. Who's that dude from the night that I, that was over there? I can't remember his name. Michael DeArmond. Yeah. Yeah, he's a good. Now, he he seemed like he was cool as shit, man. Yeah, he used to do the uh, the Arklatex Rocks thing. The trying to help out the architects thing and it was pretty cool he come and shot a video of us and did all that back when we was just getting started with the white trash wannabes and uh did a few things in the linden theater and 
uh, did something like this, but it was video related, you know. I was like, telling him earlier, I used to do the spotlight up there at Music City Theater in Linden. Yeah. And, like, I was, like, 16 years old. Like, I still hadn't got the grasp of the Eagles yet, like, how big they actually were. Yeah. So, like, I'd have, like, Don Henley and Richard fucking Bowden, like, chilling with me up in the spotlight thing, just chilling with me and talking. And I, I'm, like, trying to do a spotlight, like, being annoyed by these two guys. And I had no <laughs> clue, like, both of them were big deals. Like, Richard Bowden was, like... Yeah. Had, was like one of the first people to really do like real good comedy songs. Yeah, and he played with Linda yeah. Ronstadt for forever, you know, yeah. which is pretty amazing. Yeah. And he was in Don Henley's first band, Shiloh. Yeah, Shiloh, which is a good band as well. You know, like that's like uh, when uh, Richard and Don's real good friend Pat Robertson. Yeah, I know Pat. He introduced me to Jackson Brown, and I was the same way when I was like 15 years old. I thought I was like. You know the baddest some bitch around. You know, so all of a sudden Pat's He's like kind of worried still on a guitar. Well, yeah, I mean, no, around, maybe in the maybe in the high school, I, I was kind of okay. But he introduced me to Jackson, and Jackson comes over and bullshits with me, and I didn't know who the hell Jackson was. You know, matter of fact, I I was like, this ain't Jackson Brown. Like I figured Jackson Brown, a name like that, you know, it wouldn't look like he does. You know, and. Uh, because he was white, you know. Yeah. I was about to say, I was like, okay. You told me not to be. Why like, did they keep going to race with you, man? I know. Like no, time tonight. Well, I'm, we're, we're, I'm not racist at all, but I just like, Jackson Brown must be a black dude, right? And I didn't ever, I didn't know running on empty or doctor my eyes. And thank God I didn't, looking back at it. Because if I'd have known that, like, he was like, also dating Daryl Hannah probably at the time. I was like, Daryl Hannah's finer and shit. I've been talking to him about, oh, you're dating one of the biggest movie stars in the world Dude, right now. What is that puss like? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but instead I was like, oh, you're Jackson Brown? I'm Donnie Dodson. <laughs> I was in a complete, like, little shit about it, you know. But, I mean, I think he enjoyed I wasn't really, like. He probably enjoys that, though, somebody that doesn't grasp no, that, you don't, know. Because you got to like, get tired of it. Yeah, don't treat him like gold or whatever. I was just like, yeah, I play music. And he's like. And matter of fact, we didn't even talk about music after that. We just talked for, you know, a couple minutes or whatever about just random things. And uh, he he probably didn't want to talk about music. I bet he remembers yeah. that to this day, though. <laughs> I, bet, I bet if you told him, he's like, man, you remember that time you met that 16-year-old kid? And I'm sure he saw that you were good on a guitar if you played that. Yeah, I, I played in so front of him. So I'm sure he's probably just like, man, that little sick I, I remember you playing Neil Corbett's Wedding with Jason Kennedy on the drums and you played fucking Freebird behind your head, and that was the first time I'd ever met any of y'all. Yeah. I didn't even meet y'all. Like, I was like 13, man. Neil's a lot older than me. That's obviously, I, I wasn't old enough to drink at that point in time, so. But y'all were on a flatbed trailer, yeah. a gooseneck trailer. You remember that? Out there at uh, Elk? Uh, yeah, out there at Hunting Place. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I remember that, because that was, that was whenever the band before the White Chest one of these, that was one of our very first shows. And uh, we now we played out there, and we had a, we had a great time. One of Neil's family members play the hell out of the harmonica. I can't remember his name. He was amazing. I don't remember that much. I just, I just remember that was like the first time I'd ever like saw you play and like Cody was like, my brother was like telling me, he's like, dude, he can play the guitar behind his head. And I was like, fuck off, dude. I didn't say fuck <laughs> off. I was like 13. But I was like, whatever, man. Yeah, I mean, I was like 18, maybe. I mean, I, I wasn't near. Yeah, if I was 13, you'd have been exactly 18. You'd probably yeah, I mean, I just, I just graduated high school around that point in time. What was funny is we was playing out there that, that hunting lease thing. They were just like deer. They were just come hang out and hogs just want to hear the music yeah man. Like, they just come up chill beside you I was like man this must be real fun to hunt out here you just like walk up and like sh- just, I heard the start know. of Sweet Home Alabama it's like we gotta go see this yeah <laughs> yeah yeah 
Well, they, they, they probably just know they ain't. The, the only time they're going to get shot is when it's like completely Whenever quiet. Whenever it's not like. <laughs> yeah, it's going quiet as hell. Like, we better check these humans out while we can. They're over dog. there like jumping on the damn picnic tables with all the cake and shit, like eating it all and shit. I was like, what the hell's going on, man? That's this a nice like, place out there. Though. It is really nice. What was jumping up there? Deer, man. Yeah, deer. They had a half in. You, you know, you go down the interstate yeah. and that uh, down I-30 yeah, out of Texarkana, okay. you go to New Boston and go past New Boston. And there's that high fence on the right. It's got all that wood and everything, like wood sculptures and shit. Yeah. That place. My yeah. cousin married those people's daughter. He's still with them, right? Or is he not? Man, I ain't. Uh, I, he, every he, time I see Neil, we just get stoned as shit. We don't talk about <laughs> stuff like that. He started, we got other shit going on. He started a crawfish stand or something over there in Linden. That's the last time I talked to him. He wanted me to come play over there on the side of 59. He's like, just come set up right beside my little crawfish stand or something. I was like... Okay, let's do it, man. I don't give a shit. Yeah. <laughs> no, that that shit was funny as hell. Neil, Neil crazy as sh- shit, what I remember man, back in the day. So, so. Back in the day, some it still is. I forget, you can, if you can to him, you can to Levi. Like, you was talking about all them people rapping. Levi used to come rap with us all the I, time. I don't so. know Levi, though. You don't? Uh-uh. Hey, that's surprising. He's pretty close to your age. Is yeah. Well, I mean, I know of him, but I don't know him. Yeah, well, he, uh, he was obviously big-time friends with Dustin and stuff. You're a little younger than Dustin, though. Right? No, me and Dustin graduated together. Well, then, fuck, I figured we didn't know Levi. Levi, I think, was younger than us. I don't know. Yeah. I, that, I don't know. I hung either. out with Dustin because we had a lot of classes together, but if I had to, I ain't gonna lie, back in high school, if I judged Dustin by the people we hung out with, I probably wouldn't ever hung out with yeah, him. Yeah, well, you can just, <laughs> Dustin, I mean, well, Dustin is kind of a kind of goofy son of gun. Hey, he's lucky he graduated in the first place. You uh, know? Yeah, well, no, it wasn't even that, man. It's just lucky that you took him in on the band and shit because he didn't tell him what direction he could have went with them people because not one of them motherfuckers turned out to be anything. No, nah, you're right about that. But, I mean, as soon as he graduated high school, that's what I told him. I was like, hey, you, you want to you know, play some play some music? And he's like, yeah, let's, let's see if we can't make a, some music together, whatever. And we played that first, one of his first shows. We opened up for Randy Rogers. And there was like thousands. Yeah, he said he had people. no clue how yeah. to play a bass nah, at he, all. He didn't. He didn't at all. He, but we walked in there and uh, Dustin, like, we pull up and there's a big tour bus and thousands of people just waiting to get inside. And Dustin's like, I don't remember how to play nothing. I, don't I was like, calm down. We pretty much play three chord songs, bro. Like, just chill out. And after we get done, we're all signing autographs and doing our thing. And Dustin's like, it's pretty fun. Let's get serious about it. And he had just graduated high school, and so we started working really, really hard after that, and uh, got to rolling. Here we are. I can't remember the first show I ever seen the White Trash Wannabes actually play. I think I've seen too many of y'all shows. Yeah, well, maybe. I mean, and back in the day, we'd play some little goofy shows like house parties and stuff. That you probably was at some of the Hugh Springs house parties. Or something yeah, like that, I was at all of those. That's yeah. where I hung out at. I was the only Linden person that was allowed out there because. I didn't play sports or nothing. So they'd be like, fuck, this fucking football team's track. I don't give a fuck, dude. Yeah. Well, I didn't no care. shit. We ain't had anything go on with our high school football team in years. Yeah. Like, obviously, we suck. I don't feel like you'd even need to iterate that. Nah. I mean, <laughs> they didn't really mess with me about that. When, as, as soon as I... If you're Donnie does with white trash wannabes, it's yeah. different. No, I mean... And, and I was just a random-ass white kid that was like, hey... Yeah, I mean, I'm gonna hang out with you people. When I met I met Aubrey at uh, we opened up for Aaron Watson or somebody like that, and I met Aubrey. It was either Aaron Watson or Randy Rogers, and after I did that, all of a sudden, that was like we didn't even have a name yet. We wasn't even White Trash Wannabes really yet. I, I say that was our we did, we wasn't really nothing. I think they called us the Donnie Dawson Band then or something. And uh, 
we uh we played and me and Aubrey got to be good buddies. So all of a sudden my following like quadrupled in size just knowing somebody like Aubrey just spreading the word because he was so like knew so many people. And, he and, knows like, so many people because everybody's scared of him. Everybody wants to get to know him. <laughs> At some point in time, somebody lives like, dude, you see a big bastard over here, he'll fuck you up. Yeah. Like well. you need to make friends with him. So then everybody's like, hey, I'm I'm such a, I'm telling you, man, that's one of the first people I met in Hugh Springs when I was like 16 years old. I, I, I seen that big bad man was like, dude, that's a bad motherfucker. Yeah. He is mean. And he was like, you need to make friends with him. And, I, and there was a race war that went on between Hugh Springs white boys and Jefferson black guys in Kellyville, Lane Hill's cabin. Yeah. On graduation night, like, Jefferson, Jared's dumbass decided he wanted to have Jefferson's graduation there. And Lane Till was like, well, I want to have Hugh Springs graduate. Can we all get along? Yeah. No. <laughs> and Because, you know, it it, it 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 the ratio wasn't there. Yeah. And uh, they, they, they brawled. Man, that's the only time I've ever just like been around a fight that I went and got in my truck. Like I want, I was the only person from Linden there to start with, and I'm like 125 pounds. I'm like 16 years old. I just go get my truck. I never forget Quentin Daniels did a headbutt off the bed of my truck and knocked him and another guy out. And they just both laid there. They got up, made friends, and the fight was over. But I just remember Aubrey going, hold my teeth. As soon as it started, I was like, I'm going to get my truck. Yeah. Snag his teeth and put them in my pocket. And well, that's, hell, Aubrey, he still talks about that fight. But, you know, not too long after that, he threw a big party out there at the same place. And, uh, man, we had a good time. Like, But what was funny is somehow or another, like, we cut off some trucker right across the road from Lane's place or whatever. And so – like, this truck is, like, flashing his lights and all this shit. So, Aubrey's crazy. He pulls over. And he's like, let's do this. And that truck gets out with, like, some kind of weapons or something. I don't know. And I was like, Aubrey, get in the fucking car. We're going to a party. We ain't supposed to get fucked up beforehand. And uh, <laughs> we get back in there. I was like, thank God, man. That truck is going to kill you, man. Like, fuck, you had a gun or something. And uh, But we go over there. and uh, He didn't I, give a shit at all until you said something. Like, it nah, never crossed his nah, mind. He would he would have went over there and just, <laughs> he went over there and just died. You know, no yeah. big deal. But uh, I still see Lane. <laughs> you don't know, man. You don't know the old Aubrey. You're not old enough to. I still see Lane to this day. And he said, that was one of the craziest parties I've ever seen. He said, we still find panties out in that pasture and stuff or out all around the place. On, he man. said, it, it was just the craziest party ever. He said, my dad or somebody go out there cleaning up the place and just, just condoms and panties just everywhere still. And that was like, fuck, that was 10 years ago now. I mean, because, hell, right when I first met Aubrey. So, right when the White Trash Women first got started. So, that would have been, yeah, that would have been my side. No, me and Dustin just had our senior 10-year uh, reunion Friday. Yeah. I didn't make it. I, I was out of town. I didn't get in until yesterday. But, uh, so that would have been right around that time. Mm-hmm. So, that means me and Dustin would have been, like, right at seniors or right after seniors. Yeah, no, exactly. And, uh, man, dude, that's, we, we, I remember Lane Hill's dad had just bought a brand-new New Holland tractor four-wheel drive, something slick. Back then, New Holland was newer, so, like, it cost a lot. It cost a pretty penny. And uh, Jared, uh, Jared Sharp gets in the bucket, and we go into the foot, we go into the baseball fields from the cabin because we had to go meet some girls at the baseball field to guide them back to the cabin. Jared, they lift the bucket all the way up. Jared's in the bucket with a captain hat on. I don't know where he got a captain hat. I, I'll never forget this. I'm sitting on a fender. We got two people riding on the hood. And, like, somebody else on the other fender, we get to somebody up on, like, two wheels going on this black top. It's a big-ass tractor, man. It's completely 
reckless. Like, nowadays, like, if I even accidentally get the sandwich up on two wheels, like, we got problems, dog. <laughs> you know? But we finally make it up there. And I remember we got off that tractor and the whole fucking hood, the top of that hood, we just caved the fuck in. <laughs> and it was, like, I mean, this tractor had like 10 hours on it. And I was like, dude, your dad's going to kill us. He was like, you just buy a new one, man. And I was like. I wonder what his dad actually said. Nothing, man. <laughs> that dude's dad never questioned anything. He would take his dad's credit card and he would buy about eight or nine, sometimes 10, literally 10, 30 packs. And we just throw a party for all his friends. He paid for all the bills. You had to bring shit. Hell, he, they, show up. They still kind of like that. Like him and him and they they like own some shit down. Jimmy around, Johns. Yeah, down around Nacogdoches or whatever. Yeah. And he's all the time telling me like, "Come down here and play, bro, because we we'll fucking do whatever we gotta do because they just want to have fun." Yeah. You know they're just cool cool some bitches, man. You talking about like denting shit in? Hell, I showed up one time in my my old truck or whatever, and my dad sees it. He's like, how do these dents get in this hood? I was like, shit, I don't know, Dad. He's like, it looks like ass prints. You've been fucking somebody on this hood, haven't you? I was like, okay, Dad. I've been fucking on somebody on <laughs> it's this. It's probably the you best know? Thing, Even if it wasn't true, it's probably the best thing you could have said. Like, how can you be mad? No, I mean. <laughs> I'd be like, dude, don't do this again, yeah. okay? I mean, my dad, he, would, he wouldn't give a shit. Hell, if, I, if I was fucking or something like that, I, I could have done killed somebody. Did you get laid? Yeah, Dad, I got it. Okay, we're, we're good. We'll get a lawyer or some shit. Dude. My dad was cool with me drinking and going to parties and had no curfew, but, like, just fuck, man. Like, I, I bought the fucking truck. And if I put a ding in it or something, it, oh, my God, the fucking uh, roof would come down. Oh, uh, no, my my dad, he, uh, it, the, every truck he ever got me, he never said it was mine. It was always his. So he, <laughs> but he let me drive it, so... One time I come in, I done wiped out one whole side of it. Oh, jeez. Like, my getting drunk. Ripped doing my head off. So I just parked it Literally. way down on the right of where our house was, like where the woods beside it so he couldn't see it. Then all That's of a sudden. That's dumb 16-year-old thinking. Yeah, you know. I was like, well, we'll wait till like, it's been a few weeks, and then maybe he'll, like, kind of deal with it or whatever. Then all of a sudden, I'm, I'm, the next time I folded the door back somehow, like checking the mail or something stupid, and uh, just. There wasn't no hiding that. So one side was fucked up, and the other side I had to take that door off. We had a backup truck, a uh, parts truck that we we had, and uh, I had, had so it was a blue truck with a white door. I was like, all right, Dad, I folded that door in, and he's like, okay, well that's all. I was like, and I smashed the hole on the side. But he only gave like five hundred dollars to this truck. He sold it for like six right after that. And he still gives me shit to this day about fucking that truck up. I was like, you made money off this truck, Dad, and I drove it for like two years. You count the parts truck, you're taking the door off of it, man. Yeah. about broke even. <laughs> 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 yeah. he, he probably did about now break let's even. let's get down yeah. to the numbers oh, okay. But I mean, yeah, break even. I'm not a... saying I'm on your dad's side, but I kind of am. You're probably right. You're probably right. But breaking even is better than most people come out with. I mean, hell, at least he didn't. I just tried to trade my truck in. They're giving me ninety five hundred for it, and I was thirteen. I was like, y'all go get fucked. Yeah. Like, I don't need a new truck. There or take it out. No, I didn't take it out. <laughs> I didn't. That was sight unseen. I wasn't gonna show. I wasn't gonna take that dirty motherfucker out there. I was gonna get a detail if I took it anywhere. And then get this, my swamper, Matt Smith, for the podcasters. They they know about Matt. You know, take He's, them crustables out, dude. But. He better not taste my fucking Uncrustables. <laughs> no, uh, he tore two of my muff flaps off in one day. Right, Chuck's got them cool little plastic muff flaps. Tore two of them off in one day, and then like a week before that, drops a full oxygen cylinder 
onto my tailgate so hard it also broke my tail out. <laughs> you know, like put a big ass dent in my tail. And he don't. He's like, well, I'm sorry, man. I didn't mean to. I, I know you didn't mean to. <laughs> You know, but Jesus Christ, be more careful, Donnie. Yeah, well, no, I, I should have been more careful, but tell you the truth, whenever I fold that door if in. If those words come out of Matt's mouth, I swear to God, I'd faint. Be more careful. Hey, my What's dad. <laughs> <laughs> he probably the way. You got a kid and shit now. <laughs> what? It's only one. Hey, we, we're doing all the good, hell. No, we, yeah, we got an hour, and, and we are, we're only at one. We can go fucking as long as y'all want. Nah, hey, we're going to hang out for sure. How long right? is going on for? As long, so we, far. as long as we want. An hour. Oh, no shit. Tashana gets here. Is she coming? Yeah, somewhere. She's got a beer, but no. Nah, that's Which uh, one was she for real? You know, she's the one with the white trash hat on. Yeah. Oh, okay. She seemed pretty chill. She's cool, man. Yeah. Nah, dude. Yeah, she's, she's, cool. re- she's down for anything. She's, she's fun. Yeah. Um. Hell, she come with me one time to a party in Longview. We like, anything, anything? I mean, we get this party started. I mean, Man, I know I drove. Go ahead and tell your story. No, yeah, you know what? Maybe we shouldn't go there. We don't want to tell no, the story. I, I mean, this story's legal, so. No, mine is, too. We just I took her to some tattoo shop that had a record shop in the back of it, and we hung out till the daylight, and she was just down. You know, she's cool chick, man. She's I mean, sexual. I mean, no, I know what you meant. Well, what the fuck am I going to say? I don't know, man. Like, I mean, I ain't... Okay. I don't know one night. You know what? That's you just bad. I've been single for so long. <laughs> I forget whenever my friends are married. Like, it don't even cross my mind. Nah, hey, yeah. <laughs> you know? Like, I'm not going to let my friends get in trouble. I'm not like, going to say she's like the biggest slut like, ever. It's online. Like, yeah. you know, she's going to seem <laughs> like. Anybody could hear. Yeah, like, come on. Like, <laughs> uh, they'd be like, oh, Donnie said this. Donnie said you. No, I can cut it out. Okay. Oh, I mean, you. I'll definitely I'm not going to put girls' names. I'm like, no, we're going to be able to run a train with this bitch. Like, that's not going to be the damn podcast. Well, you can pause it sometime. We can talk about somebody. Every once in a while. No, I don't have to pause. I just cut it. And it's not, it's not like no, a I don't trust stop. you to cut it, man. I mean, I love you. We're me? best friends. Dude, come on, man. We're best friends. We're best friends. There's been like twice I told you I was coming to a show and I didn't make it. And it was usually a good fucking reason why I didn't. <laughs> yeah, no, you know? No, I know. And I missed your phone call last night. I'm fucking sorry, bro. I forgot about that. <laughs> How did you oh, forget about it? It's like 7 o'clock in the evening. <laughs> like, you wasn't even, didn't even have time to get drunk yet. Like, I, I got him. No, I was trying to. See what watch that's playing at. Uh, no. You weren't even hey. in town yet, was you? I, that would have been right after I got. Man, I feel like, privilege, man. You really you like first fucking fu- man. I want to go to a white trash show. Nah, I ain't been home a while. Hey, man. You know, I wish we would have been playing somewhere, or you could just come. No, you now. was just at the fair yeah. and right up the street. We could have rode some I rides passed together. Passed by the fair at one point. We could have rode some rides <laughs> together. <laughs> Act like yeah, together. <laughs> I know. We could have held hands and everything. Well, I mean, I'm not. I, <laughs> Well, I'm not gay per se, but I mean, I mean no, I'm not gay. Sometimes either. that beard looks a little cute. I, no, I, I, don't know. I'm just, you know, I'm just talking outside my head now. No, it, <laughs> let's stop it now before it gets real gay. I'm just joking about all that, by the way. No, I mean, Probably everybody cut that part out I mean but we would have held hands though, depending no, on which ride it was. Real though, man, you were at the fair. Didn't even call me knowing that I live right up the road. Uh, no, man, I. Sh- Casey been gone since so goddamn long. Hey, I'm sorry. You never. Man. How do you even know you never called me? Okay, now we're getting a real personal matters no, here. No, I know. Hey, but you, but when you're around, you always holler at me too. So, but I do. I text you when we're I around. I just don't ever get it back. You know, like, uh, like, oh, it's oh, a one-way oh, street, Donnie. Love is something uh, you give and you receive. I know you, you know? can't. You, I can't it, just give, 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 give,
You know, I took you with me, like for uh, I took you with me some shady ass places, and then after and, I called you the night before, <laughs> was yeah. like, "What are y'all doing?" It's like we're going to Whiskey Myers. And yeah. I was like, "Okay, let's go to Whiskey Myers." I yeah. met y'all at Whiskey Myers. I called you, and then while we were there, if I hadn't called you, I'd never even know. Uh, had to <laughs> really? I thought I called you. I thought I told you because I didn't know I was going to the last minute. When Pam, I will go. I, will, I am Pam, so confident that you did not call me. I, I don't will know. Not call Verizon right now. No, I'm telling I will you. get a lawyer and get him to subpoena <laughs> Verizon for like my last nah, like six months. Bill. I'm telling you, what Miss Pam says you buy my ticket. First thing I did, like, let's see if Casey wants to hang out and make some bad decisions. He didn't say that. I th- no, I, in my head I did. Okay. I, yeah. did, you but you I called you. No, I called you. I called you. Uh, okay. Right. You know what? Get, I, you get know that what? lawyer. Get that lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> Let's you, go have these, and whoever loses just pays the rest of it. Right? Usually, if I know if Casey's in town, it's usually on Sundays at Skinner's. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I walk in and I see somebody in a big hat. <laughs> and I was like, oh shit, there's Casey. Casey. <laughs> yeah, but Jefferson's something like my go away place, man. Like nobody wears that, a big hat. <laughs> Huh? No. Well, nobody wears a big hat. Casey walk in, you know it. I, that's yeah. what I told him. As soon as I seen him walk in, I was like, yeah, that's cool. What about that gray hat with the with the matching gray suede boots? Uh, you, you start talking about your boots. I was like, I, I ain't trying to talk that much about your style. No, I mean, no, but it's cool. You guys don't mention it. Talk about your hat. That's how I recognize you, but I didn't even look down. Nah, hey, no, dude got, he got so much. If he'd have walked in like, a, what you used to call it, a Darth Grooks or whatever, if he'd have walked in like oh, that. Man. Dark yeah. Brooks is chill. <laughs> yeah, that, that, I, uh, I get memories. But Ricky's got a picture of me at Shooters. I mean, no, at Electric Cowboy. <laughs> like, they tried to kick me out because I had my sunglasses on. I told them to fuck off their prescription. They just never asked another question. And uh, then uh, I passed out the truck like an hour later on Facebook. Like really, like a one picture post like an hour later. I'm like curled up in the passenger seat, my Darth Brooks outfit, hat, and everything still on. Doing man. And he put Darth Brooks just left the building or something. It's uh, so funny. Oh, man. I, lo- I used to love when Darth would come out, except for that time when you kicked me in the mouth and knocked fucking little You shouldn't have your mic teeth. stand so close to yeah, the edge no, of the No, you shouldn't kick the mic stand and knock some teeth out. I man. was twerking on a bitch. Yeah, that was really awesome, though. And I actually, I, I think you felt real bad, and I was like, no, it was worth it for what you was I doing. I did feel bad. I, I yeah. never forget you. I was like, no, man, it was worth it. And I was like, that makes me feel a little better about nah, it. I had my leg, you know, put a chair up next to the stage. And, like, I had my legs up on top of this girl's shoulders. And I had, like, my pants undone. I had a bitch with no panties on and a skirt. A bad one, too. Yeah, we ain't going to say whose baby mama it was. Yeah, no, Because he might get defensive. I'm yeah. not even sure if he listens to the podcast or not. But yeah, I'm sure cares? one day he'll go back and listen. He's going to hold a grudge forever. Oh, man. And, uh, <laughs> anyway, she's dancing <laughs> over top of me with no panties on. She's fine as shit. Yeah. And uh, I Johnson. somehow my foot caught Donnie's mic stand and fucking hit his tooth. Yeah, hey, hey, hey Timothy, yeah, hey, Timothy. <laughs> that was it was good times, man. We used to get wild. That's Andrew Beaver's days, man. Hey, I, you know he's there. The last time I was at Skinner's, he was there. Him, no shit. him, and uh, he ain't your kinfolk, is he? No, no, no but not he did. He uh, he was there too, and yeah. I let him get up there and play. Did he play the doors? No. <laughs> I told you that one time I told him. No, he did, you man. That's why, that's why I yelled that. I yelled that at some point in time. That I don't think you heard it. I yelled, uh, play some doors. It's just so funny just because uh, what we went through back in the day, man. God, I told him that one time. He walked in with that girl, and I was like, hey, if, if you don't do the doors, you'll probably get laid. And then he's like, 
just because I said that. If I wouldn't have said that, he might not have disendorsed. He would have probably right, had he done the door. Yeah, no, exactly. Oh, my God. he This girl, they was making out, and they, he was fixing to get laid, and all of a sudden, he did the doors like I told him not to do. And I was like, I'm trying to help you out, bro. Killed all the pussy. In the uh, no, like, Man. everybody just left. He, the girl that was making out with him a few seconds, he was like, I didn't realize he was a dumbass. I'm gone, you know. But I still love you, Andrew. You Good he people. was going through some shit back then, though, man. He really was. Yeah, there wasn't no excuse, man. That motherfucker broke my bone. <laughs> like a four-hour bone busted up. I'm serious, man. Busted over the arm of the chair. After he wrecked his truck. He totaled his truck out in between Skinner's. <laughs> yeah. And we that. lived about halfway between Skinner's and 59 if he was to go the back way through the back roads. Mm-hmm. He, there's at one point, there's a curve, and there's people's yard and a house. He ramped them people's yard and hit the city park. You know how the city park has that has that brick wall that comes up and then the ground starts to He hit that so hard with his little Colorado that it like busted all the bricks off of it. And he leaves his whole bumper and drives back on three flats on rim all the way back to the house. And, and the cop pulls up, and this motherfucker goes duck hunting with his homies. So I wake up. I don't even know what's going on. I wake up to a cop beating on the door going, man, is that your black truck out there? I be like, no, man, it's my roommate. He's going to see if he's here. And I go in there. He ain't there. I'm like, what's going on, man? He said, you need to come out here and take a look at this. This truck is smashed, dude. And I'm like, well, how would you find this, man? He was like, well, for one, Andrew Beaver's license plate, you know, he left it. And I was like, well, How'd you find here though? Cause like we're not sitting on a license or nothing, you know. Like we're staying in some like bitch's garage, uh, apartment above a garage, you know. They had a two bedroom apartment up there, and uh, he was like, "There's tracks going all the way from the city park to here where them rims are eating the fucking pavement." <laughs> and I was like, "Oh my gosh!" So it was somehow uh, Andrew knows some big lawyer there in town. Like I don't know how he knows him. I didn't even ask no questions. But somehow that dude got him out of it. As long as we, well, I say we because I ended up having to go through it. But, well, he helped. But we had to go put all the bricks back and then fix those people's yard. We took out, like, two of their trees they had planted. And we had to cover up the tracks, like the ditches from where it's like tires started breaking loose right before it had liftoff. Literal liftoff. Like, you see with, like, tracks, like, at the top of the hill, the tracks stop all of a sudden, and they start, like, five feet in front of that again. I'm like, golly, man. You know, one one thing happened. One of my buddies in high school did something like that. The, the cops show up, and they're all, like, passed out and stuff. The, the cops knock on the door, and the, the the mom answers, and then she says, she comes wakes him up, and uh, he comes to the door. He's like, hey, was y'all doing some dumb shit last night? Like, anything crazy? He's like, no, no, sir, officer. He's like, nah, really. Like, was y'all doing some dumb shit? He's like, was y'all, like, running people's mailboxes over, like, in your Jeep? He's like, no, 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 no. In front of this Jeep is fucked. Yeah, and, like, <laughs> not only is the front of the Jeep fucked up, but the last plate got left on one of the fucking mailboxes. And so he's like, we know you did this, so... We're going to have to get you to, like, we're not going to press no charges, nothing like that, but fix every one of these mailboxes y'all run over. They run over, like, 25 or 30 of these motherfuckers, you know. Did y'all hear about that woman that ran off the uh, the Burger King, like, the brick wall in Marshall? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> you know, all right, so it's like a five-foot drop. Well, she tried to hit, the like, the drive-through. Well, 
Her front tires made it over the brick wall. She stopped instantly. She was in a little car. Well, <laughs> she never got her. Like, she never got her food or nothing, but <laughs> she tried. Let me see what road this is. I'll tell you what I did one time in Longview. Drunk as shit. You'll know the apartment as soon as I tell you. <laughs> it was funny because it was somebody's mom <laughs> in Jefferson. <laughs> Hell, that one time we was riding home from Texacana. My little brother, he was riding around with the the drummer and they was just passing back and forth some weed and uh i over here i don't smoke and i didn't have no license at the time and uh they kept on trying to pass it back and forth to each other and they were so stoned they didn't they wouldn't take it and finally i was like man we're going like 30 on the interstate i think he's good like y'all put that shit out or something like god damn we're gonna get pulled up going too slow <laughs> like uh, <laughs> But you know the apartments, they are the summer green apartments. Yeah. All right, so whenever I went to Laterno, like one of the few times I actually found some people get drunk with, like we go there, we're playing beer pong, like we get the cops calling us like four times, but the cops are just happy that Laterno people are drinking, I think. I don't know, they never really said nothing to us. And uh, they just kept telling us to turn the music down. Like, eh, ain't gonna come back four times until you turn the music down. Let's have some kind of sympathy at somewhere. Maybe it's because it was all dudes. I don't know. We, there wasn't no girls at college. Anyways, uh, I, I get drunk. Like, I go to leave. You know, it's got that big and, like, it, it's like a, between the the highway and the apartments, you know, you got to hit the damn driveway. Yeah. Or it's like a 10-foot freaking drop. I run my red Dodge off that son of a bitch and made it. My bumpers... <laughs> My front bumper hit so hard it knocked both my headlights out. <laughs> like, like the whole like the the whole case of it. Not like in, in a '98 Dodge, like busted both out, and like my bumper was like KO'd up. Like I mean, it was like pushed up. My back bumper was crushed up. wasn't crushed, but like they were ranch hands, you know. So I just like jumped on them, put them back down, and bought new headlights. It's all good. Come think of it, that truck had a wobble in it. It might have bent the frame. I don't know. Hey, when the first time me and Aubrey hung out, he had this one place right in front of his house. Where I'm we so just, glad I was by myself. We, we, used to, <laughs> we used to jump this thing. Y'all might be the first people I ever told about that. Hey, man. Me and Aubrey used to jump this fucking hill. All of a sudden, Aubrey's like, fuck it, we can jump it real fast. So we get to go in like 70 miles an hour going to like fucking do some hazard jumps this thing. And I was like, well, let's videotape it. So I'm over there. I can't even hold. He's like, videotape with my phone. And your phone. Flip phone? And I was like, yeah, flip phone. Yeah, of course, because this is 10 <laughs> so fucking years filming ago. it with a fucking potato. So I was over here, like, trying to film it. Can't hold on to the old shit handle. And we're like, we hit this fucking thing. And then it just smashes Aubrey's phone. All this shit. He's, his phone's just gone. My phone's perfectly fine, thank God. <laughs> but it just, like, fucks up one of his shocks. Rips off one of his mirrors somehow. I don't even know how the fuck we jump something and it rips off a mirror. But it was just like, this truck was just done. Like, fucking done. Uh, it was fucking great. But that, that old truck, it was uh, the first band I was in that I recorded with, a band called Loose. For some reason after that, like, we had a CD of the Loose uh, band that I was in. It would never come out again. So he had to listen to that motherfucker. Couldn't listen to no regular radio, no nothing. Something was fucked up. So he just had it loose the whole time. Just reminding him every yeah. time he got in the church. Reminding him how dumb he was. Every time. Hey. I was always pretty chilling on vehicles. Like, I never really done a bunch. Of, I, I, that was a complete accident. Like, I never would have done that on purpose. You know, like, I never took my trucks mudding or anything like that. Like, I don't know. But I always had to pay for my own shit. And I was always just like, man, that gets expensive. 
Man, Dodges we, have ninety-eight Dodges have enough problems, man. Their motors will last forever, but damn, their front ends will go out so fast. Man, we was over there partying in Sheila's in Longview a while back, and there was this chick. She would dance. She danced crazy as hell, and just like I mean, she didn't care if she was by herself. There's three people. She danced like crazy, and uh, hell, I go outside and she just get hammered, and she drives a smart car, and. Uh, in front of the Sheila's, there's like two driveways and a big ass ditch, like we were talking about, straight down. Oh, and dude, I seen her like driving that smart car. I walk outside and I just see her drive off, and this smart car just disappears. I mean, it ain't a whole lot to disappear. But I was like, oh, she's stuck, man. All of a sudden, I see a boy coming right, <laughs> right out the other side. It's wet as I was like, damn, these cars are badass. No, man, get this, dude. So, some dealership in Texture Canada bought just like a shit ton of them. Like, I mean, outright. Bought them all. I like, did not buy ten of them. Sell them. The one that where they lifted them. Dude, they were putting four. Uh, some fuller rim yeah. will fit onto that bolt pattern, and they were putting like. It was a Honda. Yeah, four, they, four they were put, they were putting like you know like small mud lights on it. They were driving around farms. You get them things like brand new for like sixty seven hundred dollars. You know, like yeah. they were cheap as fuck. And the farmers was using them to like feed all their cows and shit. They just throw all the feed on the roof. So I'm telling you, man, they have, there's all <laughs> kinds of videos from Texas Canada. Them running through mud holes and, and cars. Apparently, I don't know if they're all still around or not, but they were lasting pretty good there for a while. Taking some hell, man. They're just like them little trucks, little Mitsubishi trucks or oh, whatever. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah. What are they called? Samurais, maybe? No, the samurai. You cannot get a samurai stuck. What them ones that look, look like a little bitty Astro van, like a little old bitty one? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The ones that go with the weird slant ass thing on the back. You know, hell, to tell you the truth, I got stuck in them. That like the smallest little Dodge Dakota that they used to have back in the day. It was four wheel drive. That's so much you yank out of eighteen wheel out of the ditch. Dude, what know? was her name that had that S ten, the four wheel drive S ten, way back in the day? Basham. Here's her last name. She had that green S ten. And it had buck shots all the way around it. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, man. I just remember my brother used to always go by a truck and like, man, that's a badass little truck. I had a white one with buck shots. This is back, no, this was back when S10s was cool, though. Like, like <laughs> S10 was almost was like top of the line little truck you could get. Yeah. And it wasn't that old of a truck. And this thing was going to have like 35 by like 12 inch. I mean, it probably wasn't 12 inch wide. I probably exaggerated little kids, you know, in my mind. Sounds like but, you come out of Linden, for sure. Alright. <laughs> yeah. As much fucked up shit as I've seen in Jefferson, you can't talk Look. shit about Linden. Oh, like, no. We got some we, we got some rappers and stuff, but Jefferson's got a lot of fucked up shit that went on there. Like half y'all's town had herpes by the time we got out of high school, so fuck off. Well at that, at that time I was living in Avenger, so <laughs> at that point you can't even compare these. There wasn't nah. enough people. Nah, you can't compare. Did you go to Avenger School? Yeah. What was that like, graduating with like two and three quarters people? Graduated with six people. He graduated. He was in the top ten, though. We're I, proud I of him. I was number two. Damn. I bet. There's, I bet uh, the lower end, I but I was number two. Number two hopefully, yeah. hopefully now that like humans have evolved in the past <laughs> few years, I guess you could say. I wonder, like, in like the, the 70s and 80s, like, how much inbreeding went on in Avenue? Oh, There's God. a lot of throwed off motherfuckers in Avenue, man. Nah. I feel like, man, I, I mean, you ain't, you ain't got but five people to choose from, and I bet, what, two of them was girls? They was probably a Actually, cousin yeah, somewhere. Two of them was girls. How did I guess that? Huh? 
<laughs> See, I'm telling you. I, I, you know damn well they was kin to you. Because who the fuck's well, going to... I mean... Ain't nobody just going to move two kids, two girls in the avenue. You know, they was already there. Well, I wasn't related with anybody. I was from Illinois, but... Well, you lucked I out. I was good. So what about so, so what about covered. the so what about the girl you didn't get? Like she yeah. had to get with well, her cousin. I was probably one. Yeah, that one girl had to get with her cousin. Luckily, you showed up to like disrupt the gene pool a little bit. You could have helped Avenue out so much if you just got her pregnant, man. Yeah. But instead, you were though. selfish and you had to use condoms. Hey, you, you teeth are pretty straight, bro. Yeah, you, you don't screw that up, man. Hey, thank you. It was pretty well. I think the only bad part of Illinois is really in Chicago, huh? I don't know. Chicago's a different story. I know they bought out Whataburger. So, did you hear about that? Okay, time out. Before we even get into this stupid (laughs) fucking debate. Holy shit. It's an investment. It is an investment firm. They're not going to run Whataburger to the ground. No, I don't like it. We're still going to get cold double cheeseburgers, and we order it there, and we're still going to eat them motherfuckers every time. I think we I'm still going to end up there at like 2 o'clock in the morning, but whatever. The only thing but. is, if you, if, if you were a family, okay, and you owned every Whataburger, I mean, yeah, like technically a family will own the individual one, yeah. but you get a bunch of the profit. And somebody comes up and was like, dude, we'll give you an insane amount of money if you just if you have this motherfucker. Yeah. You know, like, I don't but blame the people Texas selling out. But Texas is still going to run it. <laughs> well, no, it's just not going to change. It's, yeah. it, like, like, you know, it's going to go everywhere. Change, somebody except, else is like, going to own it. Like, it's an investment firm. They're not dumb enough to change up their product. You know, they're not going right. to start buying soy meat or no bullshit like that. would be dumb. <laughs> you know, yeah. like, they're, they're, they're going to keep using the same food suppliers and all that. And, I mean, shit, all they want to do is just expand. The other fans... Pretty much being owned by a family, you can only get so big before it's too much for you to handle. Before it has to turn into like a real corporation. You know, and that's pretty much what it got to. And the investment firm bought it. And now it's a, you know, going to be even bigger now. Well. Like, um, shit, you can go to Illinois and get you some fucking Whataburger. Be happy, bitch. Well, I mean, they ain't. You go visit yeah. your family and get some Whataburger. <laughs> well, they ain't been built any stores yet. But from what I've seen, hopefully fucking... The rest of Illinois, like, does away with Chicago. It does a line just like Trump wants to do with a wall. Kind of like El Paso in Texas. Yeah, like, yeah. Right. yeah. I'm serious, man. Like, if we built a I wall around El Paso, it was like, you know what? We're just going to give that to Mexico. Mexico built a wall on the other side going, no, fuck that. Like, this would be this whole man, country. There, well, I mean, there's a lot of different things. El Paso is shit. There's a lot of different things, though. Because, uh, the drugs-wise... There's a lot of different things you could do with or without well, you from know, there. No, no, the bad thing is, is the closer you get to the border, the worse the drugs are. You want if I've stayed you know. in Van Horn for six months, okay. Van Horn is right there. I, li- do I used you, to live in uh, Do Ray. you understand you know how hard Ray it was is. for me to buy weed? I, I asked every bartender in town. None of them could get it. None of them even smoked weed because they thought we can't, you can't get it here. Yeah. It's too close to the border. Yeah. Like all them weed trucks, they keep on trucking, dog. They going to <laughs> Dallas or Houston. This yeah. is some bullshit. Well, being so close, there's, there's some cons, there's some pros to it, but it depends on like East Texas, West Texas, whatever. Gonna be In Texas, s- East Texas, or maybe the Panhandle, it's about the best weed you're going to get. Yeah. Or best any other kind of drug. Yeah. Either. But if you start going west, I mean, you're going you're gonna to need like Mexico, depending on what but you no, want. But no, man, I've. 
Unless he starts through, throwing, throwing stuff over the wall. Through doing sketchy <laughs> shit, okay, I found out that Mexicans actually like meth more than what they like cocaine. Yeah. So, like, well, they call it ice. So, like, and they snort it. And, and, and uh, I've never done it with them. I just know that they do do that. Like, I, I just, I've witnessed it, and my drug dealer told me, Chino, uh, shout out. Uh, is he current or no? No, nah, he's not oh, current anymore, I man. He, he went to work in the oil field finally and got him a real job. But uh, he never went down either. I don't know how. He sold to everybody. But anyways, he even told me, he was like, man, he's like, everything you get is going to be like cut with a whole lot of meth because that's what Mexicans do. Well, anything and, in West and, Texas and they were like, the closer you also. get to the border, the less they want to get caught. So yeah. the other side, you know, like they get a little bit of this drug and then they take a white people drug, which is meth, and, and they'll chop it in, you know. It's... There's not much cocaine around the borders that you can just buy unless you're buying like a fucking kilo or something. Mm. Most of it's good, unless it's like just. Well, yeah, if you're buying a fucking kilo, I'm sure it's gonna be pretty fucking good. It ain't had time to be cut. But if you're buying like a grand that's already crushed, like yeah. probably mostly dope. Might be yellow, it might be blue, whatever. Well, you want it to be a little bit yellow. Yeah, Wait, you I want can't... it to be, but <laughs> Pegasus is a different story. Pegasus, you get shit anything you buy. <laughs> You want this popcorn? Okay, so y'all popcorn is out of Reggie. Just give me like the best cush you can get. And you get like a kind of sort of the good weed you can get around here. And just deal with it. Tell you, smoke enough of it. Eventually, you lose the tolerance uh, for the really, really good weed. And you just learn to get stoned off that. What going on to look like the powder wise? There was this one guy that mentioned he was selling like a hundred a G of fucking some powder. I was like, man, what? No, man, Texas Canada, that's a running rate. Is it really? Yes, it's stupid, man. I'm like... Well, Pecos is fucking stupid, but... Well, it's a Oldfield town, man. True. Fucking gas That's prices true. go up, so cocaine yeah. prices... I tell you That's what, true. judge the drugs I mean, off the was, gas prices. The gas prices are high, the drugs are going to be high. I don't do drugs anymore. I'm telling y'all this for y'all. If, if the gas prices are high, the drugs are going to be high. Mm. Now, you get a hundred ball down there around Houston and stuff. That's cheap. That's not close to the border, though. Houston is not... That's close to the bay. It's different. No, That's cheap. I mean, like I like like I said, like by the border border, like yeah. where it's actually like where there's border patrol stations that are like right there, like five miles from the border. That which I know a couple of oper- operators that would uh, what they would do is I don't know if I get in trouble with the cartel or whatever for even saying this. I, I hope they don't know me, but anyways, they would line they the walls. The they would cut open <laughs> their fuel tanks. You know, you had to show up with a full tank of diesel. They wouldn't supply the diesel, but then they would cut. They cut your fuel tank, and they would thinly, thinly, thinly layer them fuel tanks, you know, with, with dope. And then that's how they get away with it. Cause they'll check the depth of them. Every fuel tank comes there, check the depth. If that's some bitches all, you, you're probably going to prison for a long, long time. Yeah, when we played down in Padre, we uh, we ran out of drugs. And so Dustin's like, what do we do? I said, let's go to the karaoke bar. We're going to sing everything we can about drugs until somebody bites. And we did. And everybody offered us drugs, but wouldn't sell no drugs. And uh, so then all of a sudden, we was just like back at the hotel room, some guy riding around with like a fanny pack on like a fucking 10-speed or something. You're like, hey, bro. What if you had I- said a fucking unicycle, I'd have died, dude. Uh, Holy dude. shit. That would have been crazy. I don't know why that was the first thing that came to my mind. He's just like riding around with a fanny pack. That's like fucking unicycle. Uh, no, he, he was riding around like... It, Dustin said, hey, where the fire at? He says, I ain't gonna fire, but I got call all kind of other stuff. It's like, get in our hotel room. And, get in uh, here, <laughs> Yeah. 
We're not we, robbing you, but we did the best. We're drugs. not gonna let you leave. Oh, uh, <laughs> he, he had the best drugs I've ever done. They were amazing. Uh, changed my life. Don't even like other drugs anymore. Shout you know? out to uh, Red Iguana in Vegas. Yeah, yeah. That's a good spot. <laughs> <laughs> I never went to any bars. I, I'm sorry, man. I'm just not gonna go to a bar and just stand around a bunch of fucking dudes. Especially a bunch of white trash fucking pipeliners and Mexicans can't. I ain't what got the? nothing against Mexicans, but Mexicans <laughs> can't make no. no fuck. You got two. No, some against so white here, trash. Here <laughs> are my options, okay? I can hang out with people that can't understand nothing I fucking say and I can't understand nothing okay. they say. No offense to them, it's just that ain't a good combination. Or I can hang out with these white trash motherfuckers that are literally doing everything they can to go to jail because they think it's fucking cool. Like, I'm going to just stay by myself. They're just trying to make it to work tomorrow. No, they'll be like, I think, oh, they think it's funny for their boss to get a phone call going, hey, we're going to bail this motherfucker out of jail. Because the 10 to 1, the boss is white trash too and just enjoys entertainment. It's going to go bail them out just so they can do it again. Where are Red Iguana, the boss is usually there. I went to Papa Top. That's it. I ended my whole fucking package journey. I stayed in Monahan and I just drank at the camper by myself. That's sad. I'm an outgoing person. I love going to bars. That's Donnie. I've been to bars. Bar to bar to bar to bar every weekend. I love bars. I would rather drink by myself at my at the camper than to go to anywhere in fucking Pecos, Texas, and I did. So how is, uh, I've only been to Scotty's one time in Texarkana. How's that? It's different. Yeah. Just because the, the, the time I went, Tyler Children was playing, and it was a good damn Tyler good time. Children's played at fucking Scotty's? I didn't no. know that. That must have yeah. been before he got somebody. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome, though. Jesus, I didn't know that. Nah. That was just, what, a year ago or something like that? Oh, well, he was already somebody then. See, that, that place is so it weird. And it was good. They'll like, have like a bunch of amazing. shit bands, man, and then all of a sudden they'll have like somebody who's like, hell yeah. Let's get a bunch more shit bands. Well, I watched William Clark Green play up on the balcony. That got the concert got rained out, sold out. It got rained out, and they refunded everybody's tickets. Well, then and then all of a sudden they post on Facebook. William Clark Green wants to do an acoustic show. Yeah, up up on the deck. I think no, they done. set full band up in the fucking corner Damn. with that giant banner just like dangling in the back. And they played, and then William Clark Green bought, like, I, I was with these girls, thank God. I probably never got to meet all of them. I got in for free, by the way. I guess the way I, I was dressed, like, nobody questioned me. I just walked right in the fucking front door, and nobody said shit. I walked in with a Slim Jim. I was much on a Slim Jim walking to the sky, like, 5 o'clock in the evening. It's pouring down rain. And, uh, anyways, I get in there, and, like, uh, I'm with these girls, and uh, they're like, hey, come over here, we'll just try to meet him. And I'm like, all right. He hangs out with us until 2 a.m., they close at 1 normally they can they can technically sell till two but they close at one and i stayed we stayed there till 2 a.m and he bought all our drinks after everybody left like he bought all our shit like paid my whole tab i was like dude you have to do that like man he was cool as shit if i am my tr- i could have had a podcast where he actually wants to be on it but i ain't had time to catch up with him since then because i've been fucking working so much on top of that, my truck had broke down and was locked in a shop across town, and I couldn't get a hold of the dude that owned the shop to get the fucking <laughs> to get keys. Your stuff out. Yeah. I was like, "Oh my god, dude, this is so unfortunate." I'm like chilling with this dude that is actually, who I thought was probably going to have anything at the least be slightly dickish. 
was not at all. Well, and he's a, was just an ex- excellent, nice dude. Yeah, he, and he's also amazing. You know, and listen to that cat. He's 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 everything he does is pretty good. His songwriting's immaculate, yeah. and, and like the music that goes along with the songwriting's good. Yeah, Ringling no, Road is like a fucking masterpiece. Nah, man. I, you know who thinks of that song? It's not that no. Technically, the song really isn't good. It's just about a fucking circus. Who gives a shit? It has no meaning to it. But the 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 writing to it, like who thinks of that? Nah, Who he, thinks of that in general? I dig on it a lot, man. You know, you're talking about whenever they just let you in. That was what was funny when we was down in Padre. We was all just, like, me and my little brother, we done played the night before. So we was like, well, fuck, we're in Padre. Let's just hang out for three or four days, be on the beach or whatever. And then everybody kept on coming over asking for pictures with us. And we done headline the South Padre Biker Rally. I was like, oh, they fucking know the White for me. He's kind of, like, almost a little cocky feeling. No. Sublime's playing there like in three days. I would love to and, see you get a big head. It's like a yeah, shut your ass down. Uh, uh, no, I'm telling you. I, I, <laughs> yeah, sorry, I know uh, you for too long. He's always been super nice. I just one day I uh, want to see Donnie get a big head. Well, I was uh, like, Donnie, you ain't shit. Don't <laughs> All these people kept on asking <laughs> asking for pictures with us, and I was like, oh yeah, let's take pictures with him. Uh, yeah, we, we're all. And then uh, they's like, finally after 10, 15 people asked for pictures of me and Dustin, they're like. Fucking sublime, man. We just took a picture with sublime. I was like, does nobody look like musicians down here or what, man? Because I, I would have went along with it. I'm so, so bad about oh, it. I, I didn't tell nobody. It. I didn't tell nobody. I just like, yeah, yeah. I'd yeah. have free hotel rooms. Yeah. I'd have been staying in the best motherfucker there. I'd be like, we sublime, bitches. <laughs> but it's like, but really, what does sublime look like? Does anybody know? I couldn't no. tell you. I was just thinking in my head. I was like, uh, yeah, no, I mean, the main guy's dead, you know, so I was like, well, we're definitely not him. So obviously, they're not <laughs> real good fans. <laughs> I mean, seriously, I was like, what the fuck is going on? I was like, I'm not going to burst you just assume body. a band sublime? Like, yeah, well, I mean, just because they was there like two or three days later. They was going to be there like in two days. With no front man? Well, the, the guy named Roman or something fronts the band now. He can't be that good. I, I guess, dude. His I name's mean, Roman. He can't be. Well, they didn't have no pictures of him. It just said All so, I'm saying is a guy named Roman in a band called like Sublime. That don't go together. Yeah, well, I, we took pictures with him. We made him feel real good. They just going to be embarrassed whenever they finally run into somebody. It was like, we know, man. Y'all are not fucking sublime. This is sublime. <laughs> it's like, no, this is white trash wannabes. Why are you calling them white trash? The bar's not white trash. Yeah, no, they, you know, they, they was buying us beer and stuff. We we took it. We took it. I, I felt not real bad about it afterwards. I wouldn't have. <laughs> Let them buy it. Man, I, I used to hang out with the Panola Rodeo team a lot because it's Cheyenne. Like, she was friends with a bunch of the girls, and that worked out good in my favor, too. But, uh,. I used to go hang out with them, and, like, the guys were, like, they were chill as fuck, man. I was the only guy that could stay at the cabins, you know, where all the girls sat. I was the only guy that could stay there because the rodeo, like, he, that rodeo coach come up and kick everybody out with me. And, and I never got it until one morning I'm outside. I ain't got no shirt on, no no shoe, no socks. I smoke a cigarette on the front porch. And he's like, man, do you ever notice I don't kick you out of here? And I'm like, yeah, man. He was like, I was like, why is that? He said, I just enjoy seeing whose cabin you're going to be staying at every fucking morning, man. Like, where, Johnny, uh, the way he just said that, he looks like the Marlboro Man. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, back to uh, the Sublime thing, where like you, you went along with the Sublime thing. They would, we would go to Graham's. That never Electric Cowboy was Graham's. We would go to Graham's, and I, I would always be later in there all them because I'd get off work and I'd get there and then fucking college kids just go to the fucking bar and they all have rich parents which really don't have nothing to do with anything but they did have a bunch of rich they have a bunch of rich kids 
But anyways, I get there and I never knew who I was gonna be. These motherfuckers have a name and like some kind of crazy shit I did, and they would be telling everybody in the bar. It's like I had like random people come to me. It was like, dude, you such and such, you do this. I just met all your buddies, and I'm like, yeah. So like, I just learned to be able to go along with like no matter what my profession was, I go along with it. And mostly be like a bronc rider. Like I, they knew I roped. So they go like bronc rider, bull rider, like fucking calf roper, some bullshit like that that they knew I didn't technically know anything about, but I could just go along with it. I had a snaffle bit for charity belt on that I got from my dad just because my mom had all my belts, a little case thing. So, uh, all my buckles. So I had this snaffle bit. I don't even, I don't even know what the fuck it was from, man. And, and like, they knew I had that on, so they would make up some shit about the snaffle bit for charity how I'm a fucking world champion and shit. And I'm just having to go along with this shit with these people I don't even fucking know. And if I correct them, it's going to make all of us like jackasses. So I'm like, fuck it, I'll go along with it. We did that shit with Aubrey Bunch. I dated a Hooters girl for like three months one time. I ain't going to say which one. I've dated a couple of them. I ain't going to say which one this one was. Because all my friends convinced her, and this was all my lending friends convinced her, I was a, pre, I was a PRCA team roper. I was a professional team roper. Like, I had all this money and shit. And I'm like... I didn't know this till I'd been talking to a girl for like a day or two. She hadn't been over like my she would drive from Texas Canada to Jefferson every single night and she would text me and ask me. I had to break it off. It got creepy. Like I wouldn't even invite this bitch over and she'd just text me and be like, Hey, we won't do tonight. I'm like, I've known you for like five days. <laughs> like, don't you just I mean, come over but I, I ask. You know, they ain't gonna turn it down, especially them barbecue shrimp, man. You get the. You know, <laughs> anyway, because that's what I got all the time. But, anyways, so I, I didn't know until one night. She was like, Yeah, so, like, when do you guys start doing rodeos again? I'm like, Dude, I haven't rodeoed in like three or four years. Like, I, I work for a living. And she's like, Are you kidding me? And I'm like, No, we're not sitting on the couch. Andrew Beavers was, was, we were living together. And uh, she was like, are you kidding me? And I was like, no. Like, I, I haven't picked up a rope in a couple of years now. And she's like, well, they told me you were a professional team roper. And I was like, who did? And, she, and then she told me who it was. I was like, you motherfuckers done got you, girl. Like, you, wrong tree to be barking up. Like, I work for a living, obviously. And uh, anyways, I stuck with it for a little bit until that whole, like, inviting herself over every single freaking And she was driving an hour, like. And 10, 15 minutes. Dedication. Yeah, that's dedicated. It's too dedicated for me. So how long did it, I mean, that three months, I mean, how was it? <laughs> I mean, you got to think. I got whatever food I wanted to from Hooters for free. Yeah. And then I got like an eight-foot-tall, skinny, big-titty girl every night. And it worked out my favor, but. So after she found out. No, like, she stuck around. She didn't care. Oh, she was just okay. like. That's what got her, like, initially, like, because they kept talking me up, and they were like, you need to get with this guy. She's kind of a whore, I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> <laughs> None of my friends have been with her, but apparently she had a reputation. I didn't know. I didn't care, man. I wasn't trying to date the girl. She should tell You change his diaper. Okay. I'm not going to change that shit. Oh, okay, shit, Donnie's got to change the diaper. I don't know how long you've been him running around in here and there like that, but. He's kind of been over that way, really. Really? You got to leave that in there. Yeah. We haven't nah. put nothing up our noses. We got good sense of smell. No. Nah. He, he obviously hadn't done that. Oh, he's done it. I'm, it's your turn. Anyway, I don't care, Nicky. Just go we'll back. Pa- we'll pause. We'll pause. Go change you.
We gotta take a break from it after I just told that story on a fucking podcast. Yeah, get this shit on there. <laughs> Damn. Uh, we had a buddy out there one time. We got the enclosed trailer with the little side door. And one of our buddies, he done just, he gets fighting mad when he gets drunk. And uh, all of a sudden, he's all fighting. It's like, they get me on stage. They're like, Donnie, take a break. I go out there, and they're like, he's trying to whoop everybody. So I was like, well, fuck it. Let's just throw him in the trailer and lock the door, you know? So we did. And it was like, got them King Kong and this motherfucker, like, boom, boom. Finally, I'm like, fuck, you going to break my trailer. Let's get this fucker out of here. And the cops show up. And uh, as soon as the cops showed up and he was acting all crazy, I was like, all right, good luck. And... He ends up open the back doors. They <laughs> run out like a bull. <laughs> he's like one of them goddamn like like he's <laughs> somebody doing tests on an animal, and he's like, oh, he's going crazy. He starts trying to whoop this cop, and they was whooping his ass. And he was like, he kicked this cop in the chest. He gets tased like three or four fucking times, you know. And uh, I was like, damn, I should have left him locked up in there, I guess. But I mean, it <laughs> wasn't gonna work. It wasn't going to work inside there. The cops are going to be like, hey, man, what the fuck's going on? But They take him to jail? Yeah, they took him to jail. The only thing that they took him to jail for was public intoxication, though. They let him, <laughs> they let him go for uh, assault on the police officer because he kicked that police Probably officer. Like nine different like, things. Like, right in the fucking chest. Ooh, and, uh, Spartan tried, kicked him? Yeah, like, well, I mean, no, he was on the ground. Oh, like, oh he on the ground. shit. They was like, <laughs> That's really bad. He never kicked a cop while he's down. Uh, no, no, I'm talking about, worse. no, he was on the ground. Oh, he was on the he, ground. He this cop was, up. like, trying to, like, get get on top of him, and he kicked him in the chest, which, you know, they got the big vest or whatever. And, I mean, oh, he was, <laughs> oh, he was crazy. But, you meet this cat, he's the nicest person ever, man, when he's sober, but god damn, he was, he was <laughs> like, incorrigible, man, over there at that deal. It was fucking crazy. We used to get down at the football field in Jefferson, too. I know, I got, like, two fucking public intoxications there, but we used to get down. It used to be pretty cool. <laughs> During, a, like, a football game, but. Man, them, them cops over there, I, they let me away with way too much because, you know, they... Like the Omaha cops? No, the Jefferson cops. The they pulled cops. me off the... Like, one time I'm playing over there... It was I was say, nobody got off with the Omaha cops. No, no. <laughs> You was going to jail if no, you got pulled shit, over. No. They, they, if, you really had, if, if you were the sober person at the bar, you didn't drink a drop, and that cop pulled you over afterwards, you was going to fucking jail. Yeah. They was going to get that bail money at least. Fuck the ticket. Well, they was getting that bail. That's why that bar's not there no more, you know? I mean, <laughs> people, they, shit, shitty folks. But, no, the Jefferson police, they fucking love me for some reason. Like, one time they pulled me off, like... They might be different police now. But anyways, they pull me off stage. It's like Mardi Gras. And they're like, we need to see you, Mr. Dodson. Then you break. And I was like, oh, shit, I'm going to jail. In and, the middle uh, of the show. That's and, rock star as yeah. fuck, though, man. It's about was rock that stars. last Mardi Gras? No, no. It's been a couple Mardi Gras ago. And I, like, they pull me off, and, and I was like, okay, what's going on? They're like, what do you think about these women getting up there getting naked on stage? And I was like, I like it. I like I'm it a lot. It. I'm for it. I was like, is this a serious question? Like, is it? <laughs> I, th- I think I think people are like I, I I don't mind it and he's like well he's like okay well what do we need to stop I was like well if they get too crazy like they start falling around don't let them fuck our shit up you know they start like squirting all over yeah. the stage like that X video <laughs> did yeah, yeah, you, you know they probably stop it because that time we almost slid down in, the, in bodily oh, fluids God, you know man, that thing mm-hmm. that thing that, we're still cleaning our shit up from that but check out Biker Rally on uh, X videos and uh, <laughs> White yeah. Trash Wannabes are playing with a bunch of old bitches just like yeah, getting down yeah, before the video comes back into play yeah no I, well, I mean in 
you just missed out on the, the it's, like, it's like a two hour long video too yeah, I didn't it, know it, that it, until like after me and Nick got home I, was like, I never watched that video he was like oh dude it's like two hours long uh, right yeah. enough <laughs> no, you, you, you watch it there's so much stuff going on the guys all they told me they said over there at the the Jefferson thing they said so you don't mind these girls being on stage and I was like no it's like well when they show you their titties make sure they show everybody their titties all they wanted is for them to be able to see them too and I was like okay I'll make sure that shit happens so I made them do a little circle every time you know so, uh, but yeah now we're going viral on next videos yeah it's pretty I've never been so proud of the band and it's like twenty or 30,000 views if I ain't mistaken shit. shit ton I mean, man I think a lot more than that now oh it had to be cause that, was, that was months and months ago yeah I shared it a couple times. Did you? <laughs> uh, that's that's the reason why they got the share thing on the porn thing. I was like, I've never wanted to share. Like, man, this is the one that really gets me off. Let me share this fucking. Not to well, Facebook. I <laughs> well, I heard about it off a podcast. I, I actually went and looked. Did you watch it? Yeah. Yeah. yeah well, that's where the share button actually came into play. Yeah, we got like, we got what? very few stories in that little ten minute podcast yeah. we did that one time you know? but that was one of the main ones me and yeah. Nick pretty much uh, remember that, remember that one legged biker dude that was trying to was getting in Nick's shit over sitting in the way yeah <laughs> all right, well we were supposed to be playing the whole fucking time anyways and I was like okay well we let's just wait around till we're all really good and drunk before we do this last one and they're just all gonna we, take a break that's it we just wanna take like a 30 minute break uh yeah we five put, minutes into that we you hear Donnie things. going we just fucking sat out uh yeah. Circle so ends and I's venue, but they really were kind of dicks about that. And ah, then, yeah. they, about the break thing. But yeah. then at the end, they were like, you know, like, you want to keep playing, you can. Like, yeah, at the was, very end, we were we kind played. of, we were fucked up. You we were like, fuck yeah. We played an extra, like, 30, 45 minutes. But I mean, hell, we, we weren't trying to be no dickhead. We didn't take much breaks beforehand because we was going to take a long break and do that deal at, at the beginning. But then we just waited till we all hammered. I didn't even dance on a black girl. I was fucked up. Yeah, I had to call you out. Yeah, yeah I got to every time. Yeah. She's a good-looking old black girl. Either. So what's that story? At least he didn't knock my teeth No, there's just there's some black girl oh. sitting like at a couple tables over, and, me, and Nick's that bitch. Uh, won't go talk ready. to him, trying to be a dick. And I'm like, no, motherfucker, like you don't know me. Like, I like black girls for real, for real. So I'm, I'm over there like hollering at him. <laughs> and Don, what? I don't remember what song. Donnie's playing some rap song, and I'm over getting down, dog. It's fun. Yeah, no, I told him you better go over there and get that girl. I think we was playing genuine or something. And then that one dude's wife. Remember them people you knew that they were sitting at the table like on the other side of the stage from us. Yeah. The dude's wife kept hitting on me, and you were like, "She's a whore, man." I was like, "Okay." <laughs> Bam. I don't know. I mean, maybe they just swing. I know a bunch of swinging folks, and uh, she maybe. Just I just <laughs> don't get the whole swinging thing, man. Like. I mean, I get like my wife was bringing up chicken. Like that's cool, but ain't, I ain't no way a dude's about to fuck my wife. You ain't ever went home with a swinger? Yes, I've done that. <laughs> I'll tell y'all that story. So, I went to a Reckless Kelly concert. I never forget it. I went to a Reckless Kelly concert. It's like November tenth of like two years ago in Lindale, Texas, at uh, now it's Texas Music Bar and Grill, but used to it was Love and War. And uh, I'm by myself, and I, I'm chilling, and I ain't got no weed, no piss about that. I can't find none. I don't know nobody, you know. It's not my hometown or nothing. I really don't know anybody but business owners, and they're not fucking helping me. <clears throat> and I hear these two people around my age, good-looking girl, man, and her boyfriend were talking about pot. And I, like, I don't remember what they were talking about, but I turned around, I was like, 
hey, you know, like, y'all have some. Like, it'd be really great if you could share some with me right now. Or, like, maybe if you had some to sell, that'd be even better. And they were like, no, we were just talking about we're from Colorado and it's so easy to get. We can't find none in this town. And I'm like, well, fuck. You know, so anyway, we get to talk. We start taking shots to counteract, you know, the fact we got a weed. We just kind of fucked up at that point. And that dude's like, I'm about to go to the bathroom. So he walks off. Me and that girl are sitting there talking. And all of a sudden, she's like, I will fuck this shit out of you. <laughs> and I'm like, huh? Like, I thought maybe even I was like, had something going at that point. I was like, wait, what? I like, was just so like in the middle of a conversation. Like, when he like, there was a pause. And then she said, she like cut me off to say that. And I'm like, all right. Uh, your husband just, or that, that they weren't husband, uh, it, it, they were, had been engaged, and they were getting married in like a couple months, and like she wanted to bring it, I don't know why, <laughs> and I don't know why he was cool with it, but wanted to fuck another dude before they got married. I don't know if it went the other way around with another girl or what, but there wasn't no girl involved in this shit, except for that one. And uh, she was like, no, like, we done talked about it, like, you know, we want you to like, come home with us, like, you know, we, we, we agreed it'd be a stranger, and I'm like, where y'all live? She's like Holly Lake. I don't know. She's like a, uh, what's that place? Uh, fuck, Hideaway, in Hideaway. You know where Hideaway is out there by Linda on the interstate, Hideaway yeah. Lake. It's like the richest part of anywhere around there, and I'm like, are we going to like y'all's parents' house or something? <laughs> They're like, no, it's our house, and they got like a five hundred thousand dollar fucking house, and I'm like. Jesus, man. They're like, no, you know, like, and they told me beforehand, they're like, if you're not comfortable, you know, at any time, like, you say it's no, like, we're just gonna go over and chill for a little bit, and we'll see where we're at in a little while. I'm like, alright. Get over there, the dog's chill, like, fucking, I'm chilling out playing ping pong, like, it's like fucking, I'm good at ping pong, you know? Yeah, like, that, that's weird. I like weird. how he mentioned First the dog. First thing he mentioned, though, yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, he's, he's always in a good environment with a dog, you just like, chill as fuck with a stranger coming over to fuck his mom, pretty much. <laughs> And uh, anyway, no nah, man, he's just chill. And uh, <laughs> I don't know, man. I, I'm a pretty good person. Like you know, they say dogs have good judge of character. Like 98 percent of dogs fucking love me. <laughs> but anyway, without me even talking, like they don't even bark. I like, you see my truck almost. It's just like that nigga's cool. But anyway, that's beside the point. I get the there and I chill out a little while. Yeah. And finally, that dude goes inside. And, like me and that girl on the porch. She was like, "Well, we got an extra door to the bedroom." And at this point, it's almost like she's trying to sneak me into the bedroom and I'm like this nigga does know about this right and she's like yeah just he he's going to live in there you can go watch TV and so we go in the bedroom we start doing our thing I look back this motherfucker's in the corner beating off in a chair oh god and I was like what the fuck so I kept going of course and then I just bounced out and uh, I still talk to a girl and they're not married or anything oh they're, they're still yeah, not married they're, they're not together like who wouldn't have accepted nah, that he was he was thinking about you while he's jerking off you don't understand that you know well, that's I mean? fine as long as you don't fucking touch me yeah, did right. they have the ac on like was your hair blowing like it is now or? i know it's pretty hot i'm not, I'm you, not, I'm not you, sure if i had a long hair not why do i keep mentioning my hair man like, it, it, it looks good <laughs> you know what's funny is like we hang out at a lot of these uh nudist resorts which is more or less swinger resorts yeah i I and feel like that's a, I you know what up until now I never thought about it but I feel like it's almost a given. No, yeah, no, I mean like, like if you go over there like everybody's fucking makes everybody. Sense. Yeah, yeah, and like even the biker rallies like we we go play these things and every, 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 everybody's up. just fucking everybody you know so I mean like it, it's it's not no big deal but like our drummer 
this one guy comes over. He's like, hey, my old lady wants to talk to you in the camper. And I was like, Jesus we, we know exactly what this is. <laughs> All he's going to do is go in there and disappoint. You know, like, not not really. I'm just playing Jay. You love uh, it. <laughs> no, th- apologize to Jay on the Texas meltdown. No, nah, no, nah, fuck him, actually. But he probably would disappoint. But anyways... Hey, uh, <laughs> disappoint? No, he, he, no, he, 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 he might. He would be disappointed, or he would disappoint. Nah, right? he, he, would, he would disappoint, probably. You know, because I, he was like, "I ain't, I ain't going in there. I ain't going in there." I was like, "Jake, go over there, man. Like, damn, you're, you ain't got nobody. In. Just go over there and do that." He's done the old man. Like, this is different. Like, you're like, "What's going on?" Well, no, the the dude told him my. My woman needs to talk to you about something. She's a good-looking lady. And then he's like, uh, he goes, and finally he he goes over there and he's like, rings back. He's like, let's just hang out and play music and shit. I was like, okay, but, but you know, you got to go in that camper. And yeah, yeah. Like, I'm leaving uh, right now. Uh, and you're going with me if you don't go in that. Nah, camper. I mean, well, believe me, this son of gun, we would we, ruin your night if you don't because you're gonna ruin my night if you don't. Nah, <laughs> the, these son of guns, like, like we play these things, and uh, no matter what they do with their lives. These people make a lot of money for some reason, I guess. Like, it, in order to be a really good swinger, you got to make like a million dollars a year or something like that. Because we was hanging out at this one nudist resort. So did Jay ever go on that camper? I mean, I don't know. I had to ask Jay. Don't fuck with me, man. Did Jay <laughs> go on that camper or not? I want to no, know the answer. No, That's Vague. Like, I'm not sure if you're trying to throw me off in the way that he did or if you're just trying to make it sound like he did, well, but he, well, but he well, did. Now I don't want to tell you now because I'm going to leave you guessing. Now, he went in there for a second. Very, like, very short second. So he's a quick shooter. No, no. He just said, let's come hang out and party. That's what he said. I think. Uh, I don't know. Maybe he's a quick shooter. I don't fucking know. Anyways, uh, but, no. The, well, the, hey, he's your drummer. You should not at least know that. No, I, do, I didn't know. I didn't know. He, 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 didn't, he didn't do anything like that. But, uh, no, no, believe me. Like, we was partying at this one place, one of the first shows we ever played, and, uh, We've been playing down here in this town for forever. And, like, I thought we was kind of, like, half-assed, like, rock stars in this little town. And uh, all of a sudden, the the guy who's throwing the party, he comes over to me. He says, hey, man, uh, we're done partying. It's time for y'all to go. And I was like, okay, well, let me just grab my bass player and drummer. He's like, oh, the drummer can stay. I was like, what? <laughs> this is his first. I'm not gay or nothing, but if y'all don't know Jay, Jay's a very attractive dude. Like, he's <laughs> yeah. a really good-looking guy. Nah, he, and he has a lot of charisma. Like, he's like one of the coolest motherfuckers a, I've ever met. Yeah. Uh, I just had sex Now, uh, they, I, I was like, what? Jay can stay? Like, y'all know me. He's, this is his first time. To he's a stranger. From five, six hours away from where we're from. And uh, they're like, oh, he can stay. I was like, okay. So then the next day. Me and, Fuck y'all. Me, Fuck Jay. me and Dustin, we come over there, and I felt like a little kid, you know. I was like, knock on the door. It's like, is my drummer here? Can he come out and play? Like, I was like, I've never felt like such a little kid in my whole life since I've been a little kid. <laughs> that moment, I was like, oh, well, can he come out and play? They're like, oh yeah, hold on one second, we'll go get your friend. And <laughs> I was like, oh, they my probably God. don't even know his name at that point. Yeah, it's like your nah, friend. Man. No, it was funny as hell, man. I just, I never will forget that. Like, I took a girl home not too long ago. I'm not gonna lie. This girl forgot my name. Like, I didn't know who she was. This is a stranger, you know. It's like one of them one night things. And like, we're a bitch. She kept calling me babe. And I'm like, whoa. 
you know, later. Oh, uh, you know, you know the skirt, sign? skirt, skirt. I was like, do you he know my name? Whoa. And she, I didn't know her name either, but I wasn't gonna say that. But I was, it don't matter. Like I'm Casey fucking Bowles. I'm not trying to sound arrogant, but fuck. I mean, like you're some random girl from the bar, and you knew who I was before you met me. Like Jesus Christ, you should know my name. Anyway, she forgot my name, and then I got her friend by being in bed one night. Uh, I took a friend home, but we weren't going to have sex. We wasn't. She wasn't going to put out. But she was going to like, it don't matter. Anyway, we're laying in bed. And I got some off of, off of saying, why don't we just role play? And I just like went limp. I was like, I ain't got no arms and no legs. And I, <laughs> she was like, all right, I got you. So when the government comes into play? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I made up this big, long storyline about how I was a samurai for the U.S. Army and like, I went like overseas. A samurai like, for the U.S. I had like a specific <laughs> country. No, I had like a very, very like specific storyline that was just way outrageous. I mean, like I had a specific country and shit. I, I, I was so fucked up. I wish I remembered like the whole fucking story. I would call that girl, but I doubt it would go over well. Uh, but anyway, she could tell you the story. Because well, it got she me wouldn't laid. remember your name. You would know, say this is samurai. <laughs> I mean, she knew my name after that. I mean, I still slept with her for a long time after that. Oh, uh, okay. It's just that first time we had to click. Yeah. What is it? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'll give She sat in on like several episodes. She never well, talked, though. I wouldn't let her talk. I mean, it's, I wasn't like a trolling, wouldn't let her talk. It's not, like, this is our shit, you know, like. It would probably it would probably cut down on my end if like you were talking on here like oh, we got I, I can't say that I about said her name I'm not going to though but she was like oh such and such I'm over here with Casey that girl get off my shit <laughs> <laughs> oh that's awesome she was really chill though she's just a whore man I, I don't know why I always wind up with those that's second story right there like that and that was actually a very t- short time frame that all happened then <laughs> So you want to tell that story about the franchise? I know we started on it earlier, but we didn't go in depth. Jesus, man. So, <laughs> I go, me and Ricky randomly are like, hey, let's go to the franchise. It, uh, it was me, Ricky, yeah. and Matt. And yeah. we're like, let's go, to Fran- let's go to Jefferson. Matt had never been to Jefferson, and me and Ricky hadn't been in a long time. So we go out there, and like, I, we didn't expect to see nobody we knew. Like, you know, we didn't know who hung out there. We hadn't been there in years. And uh, we walk in like, Hugh Springs people are in there. And I wasn't there five minutes, and I'll cut this name out. Kyle Downs hands me 90 milligrams of Adderall, three-thirds. And I swallow these bad boys. And I and he well, he says, I said, how many of these should I take? Because I'm not really a big Adderall person. I don't really know, like, the, I, I don't know how much to take. Like, I've had somebody give me a 10, and it really didn't do much. It's like, it's kind of sobered me up a little bit. So I'm like, oh, you know, like 90 it, probably pretty good you know mm-hmm. so he's like i'd probably just take one like let's sit for an hour and i'm like really got a certain amount of time of the night bitch i ain't staying up all night so i just slam all three of them <laughs> and uh so then i go over to the franchise and these somebody still ain't kicked in we go back and we're doing all kinds of blow and i i'm so skated out by the time we get done doing the blows and adderall kicked yeah. in while i was doing that then i fell down in a ditch and he had to help me out of it and i was like holy shit man and then i had to go in and hang out with my family and I had to hold my shit down. I don't, nobody ever mentioned anything. In. And that was the family members that if you was fucked up and they knew it, they was going to say something. And they never did. I don't know how. I, I ain't going to lie. I had such a death grip on that bottle. Like, I feel like I might could have broke that beer bottle with my hand. Like, just, 
he walked out the back door with the same beer bottle he walked back in with. But you, you had the same grip on it as you walked out with as you walked back in. <laughs> I, I'm telling you, man, I, I, I don't have any self-control. That's why I had to quit doing shit, man. I just don't have any self-control. It's like it's not uh, about the fact I'll keep doing it for, like, days on end or anything. It's just like that night. Like, we just get fucked up. And uh, that's just not right to do that. No, I told you that one time I did way too much. I was like, I felt like I was going to rip the steering wheel off my car. I was like, I feel like. God damn, man! I'm like Superman or something. I like feel that. like my steering was a little loose, <laughs> you know, because of like those nights. <laughs> I had I had to go get an alignment the next day. <laughs> <laughs> I had to torque that old motherfucker. It's like it's not your wheels, man. Your steering wheel is literally like out of place. What happened? Now, they said it was fine, but I ended up hitting a tree. So, <laughs> <laughs> you, you know what you're talking about, like the 90 milligrams of. Adderall's bad, you know, man. There's so many like, kids now that, not kids, but like younger group that's so addicted to that yeah, shit. It's no, so it's, cheap to get, man. Like, but I mean, and it's also pretty amazing. It's an amazing drug. You know, you can drink all night long and feel fucking amazing. And it don't make you feel like shit the next day. It ain't like doing hard shit, drugs. Dude, I, every time I take an Adderall, dude, I come down with that shit. Nah, I don't. I, I don't. I feel but, amazing next day. I, I do like that I any kind of speed, man. Like, I do blow, like, next day. I won't blow my when, fucking head off, man. Like I don't no, need, that, I don't need bad. like a day. I sleep fourteen hours. Don't make a fuck. It's just something about it. I yeah. wake up and I just for the next twenty four hours, like I want the verge of just ending it. And for no reason, my life's going good. It's just for some reason, man. There's just something there. I'm just like fuck. I my need man, that that, uh, that that last time we was uh, going to the beach, Crystal Beach, to play topless jeep thing. I I talked to him. My buddy, I was like, hey, man, I know you know what will speed you up because I'm done. Like, I done been partying for two or three days without no sleep. And I was like, I need to do something, and I ain't got no drugs. He's like, get you a red line, bro. He's like, don't drink what the dose says. And I was like, fuck, I'm a man. I drank this whole fucking red line, and I felt like my hair was growing and shit. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> it fucked my whole night up. I was like, then I see my buddies, and they had like, a bunch red, of... Is this how I'm going to die? Like, I've done all these drugs. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to die for fucking red some, line. Just some, your whole life. fucking red line shit. I was like, I, I can't believe this shit. Like, my, I'm tripping, and, like, my, uh, my whole night was screwed up because then I started actually doing real drugs and drinking and stuff. And about... One o'clock in the morning, when everybody's starting to go to bed, I start feeling normal. I was like, let's party, and everybody's done. I'm like, fuck this. Fuck it, I'll sit out here and play on my phone by myself. Oh, man, I did, man. It was it was dumb. Man, I've, I, I ain't never had a freak out. Like, I've never just felt like I was dying one time. Though, there, it wasn't about dying, but I was sitting on the porch whenever I had that house on Locust Street. Uh, it's a nice brick house, man. It's me and Tyler, my old co-host. And uh, my, one of my best friends from Linden, man, wasn't Riggy, but it was another guy. He went to jail for it, but he was slinging the shit out of some coke, and he would meet me at my house every day after work. And, and we just get fucked up, you know. Like It wasn't like an addiction or nothing. It was like there for two weeks, we didn't do nothing get fucked up. Well, then I started noticing, man, Every morning, like this, you could hear the town wake up. Cause I'm right in the dead middle of fucking Texarkana, and you could hear this town go completely silent to just an uproar. Like there'd be alarms going off on cars and shit. You could hear it, and uh, all of a sudden, one night, I looked up the tree, I was like, "Oh, the squirrels are coming out!" And the next thing you know, there's like fucking hundreds of squirrels just fucking everywhere, man. There's all these fucking squirrels, and I'm like, 
I know what you're thinking because Tyler did too until this motherfucker did the same shit as I did the next night and then that next morning by, and it was the same time every morning about 8 o'clock man you look up and there's like 500 fucking squirrels just everywhere there's no bunny you can't shoot squirrels in town in city limits and we had trees everywhere dude there's squirrels it, yeah, I don't know how they had enough food to supply all these squirrels I'm dead serious man these motherfuckers are plotting on us like ain't nowhere there's that many squirrels locked in that small of a thing and they ain't come up with a language and maybe even mathematics. <laughs> but but Tyler took called me crazy, man. He was like, dude, you need to like chill out on the blow. And I'm like, man, I'm telling you, dog, there is fucking a lot of squirrels. And then, and then like the next night was like a Saturday. So then Tyler stays up all night. And we're sitting out on the porch and like we're trying to smoke weed to come down. And all of a sudden, which you don't do because don't fucking help. It just kind of makes you a zombie. And then like, I, like, I was like, Tyler, here it goes, man. Because it's like daylight by this time. And he's like, what, man? I'm like, squirrels. And all of a sudden, dude, all these squirrels are around us. And Tyler's like, holy shit, man. He was like, dude, I thought you were literally going off the rails, man. He's like, that's a lot of fucking squirrels. And I'm like, dude, we got to get a pellet gun or something and start axing these sons of bitches. We never did, but man, them squirrels, man. I... I I wouldn't be surprised if they'd taken over that neighborhood and we just didn't know it. <laughs> we, yeah, hey, was, my, I, I bet there's squirrels living in that house. They're paying rent and all. I ain't heard from, from another people. <laughs> they were going to cook a tire building fucking Walmart buggy tires. Man, you know, like, what's funny, one last time I really partied real hard in Texas, it was me and my little brother. And uh, I guess I got really, really fucked up. And uh, I guess I told my little brother just to leave me. I was already blacked out at that point. All right, you were with me. We were at Shooters. I drove you to yeah. Shooters, and you told Dustin to go on. Yeah, well, I wake up the next day, and I don't have a clue where I'm at. And so I go start looking at the pictures on the walls, the family portraits and shit, because I was like, where the fuck are we? And, like, Dustin's not there, Casey ain't there. And I'm like, oh, I know this girl. Let me just go not knocking on everybody's door. And uh, so I finally... Uh, finally find the only person I knew she was a musician I was like please take me back to where my truck is wherever we was playing Fat Jacks or whatever and then she's like okay and everybody's feeling like shit I was like I've never woke up at a place I walked outside because I was like I'll just walk wherever I gotta go I walked outside I was like I don't have a clue where the fuck I am not even a little bit. Fucking phone's dead. Yeah, my, no, my phone's dead. All the time, no, I'm dude. talking about like there was a football the stadium. Too. Yeah, the iPhone too. Oh, you were down, was it Arkansas or Texas? No, well, see, that was the weird thing is that there was a football stadium and I was like, well, it might be like, it might be Texas high, but it might also you don't be ever want, like You don't ever want to be at the bars on the Arkansas side wake up on the Texas side because then you know like you made a pretty good ways across town. Mm-hmm. Nah, good times. That, that was the same night that we was, like, right in front of the door of shooters. I mean, of, not of shooters, but right in front of the door of Fat Jacks. Like, people coming in and out. And we were all, like, had the doors open with some bourbon just railing them out. No. I was like, man, this is sad. After the next day I woke up, I was like, that was so stupid. Like, But nobody said nothing, man. It's just like, I'm telling you, dude, you can get away with some fucked up shit in Texarkana. I stabbed a guy's tire one time in front of 30 people. They wrote police reports on that motherfucker after I stabbed his tire. <laughs> Nobody mentions I just stabbed this motherfucker. He didn't even know till the next day he got mug rips. He thought he thought somebody come to his house in the middle of the night and stabbed his tire. And then blamed me for it. I was like, no, boy, I don't know what you're talking about. 
But you know you gotta be a fucked up individual with 30 people to watch somebody slash your tire. And then just and blame you. <laughs> you know, like, out of nowhere. who does that? 30 people that don't know me. I just moved to town. That was a good night. He, he had a gun, though. He had a gun? He had a gun. Oh, he had a gun? Yeah, tucked in his back. So what, uh, what provoked the fight? Uh, <laughs> I wasn't nothing I did, man. I didn't, I really didn't had nothing to do with it. This dude was just like he cut a bunch of people's brake lines and shit. And I was like, he gonna cost me. I don't know my friends. They ain't gonna do no. That they gonna beat his ass. But what's that gonna do? Like he still cost y'all a couple thousand dollars. Just cost this motherfucker some money, you know. Well, he got his tires. Yeah, so it's a high dollar tire. Apparently it's like five hundred some odd dollars. It's like a thirty-five, middle. Yeah, I ain't bragging about it, man. We probably shouldn't have beat his ass like that. It's like four of us stomped this roid head out. It was bad. But, I mean, really, in hindsight, it really did take all four of us. <laughs> for real, for real. One for each like, he was beating my two buddies' asses whenever I come out the door. I karate kicked Tyler Wilbur in the ear. That first first punch I threw was a kick, and I, I smoked my buddy right in the ear with a square toe. And then I figured out what was all going on, and all. Pretty good. I went to some. Like, How are you still awake, man? You're like three years old, and it's like three o'clock in the morning. He's on. He's on that downy time. Jesus. He just want to hang out, man. You won't let him have a beer. He's on downy time. Yeah. No, he's got a beer. Look at. Did you finish your beer? Go get your beer. Get your drink. Go get your drink. Hey, buddy, can you really go grab me one of these? Hey, can you grab me one of these Budweiser's out of the fridge? Hey, yeah, let's do that. And, but Have let's, you trained him to get beer yet? Nah. He'll probably drink it before he gets back. Now, let's... Uh, I mean, yeah. we're about the same size. I probably wouldn't take too kindly to that. Let's try to wind it on down, though. Yeah, we do, do need out. to. Well, guys, we are about to shut this bad boy down because we done exposed ourselves. And I got to cut so much shit out of this. Oh, my <laughs> God, it's going to take me so long. Anyways, guys, Casey Bowles from Texas Meltdown, Donnie Dotson from the White Trash Wannabes, and our old buddy, Zach Wilson. And Donnie's son went and got me a beer. Fucking A, dude. Training. <laughs> I am out because it is way too late for me. Yeah, yeah! If you'd like to support the Texas Meltdown, you can go to thetexasmeltdown.com. Click the support button. Type in your debit card information and send me some money. It won't go to me, it'll go to buying t-shirts and other supplies. If you'd like to interact with us on social media, you can go to facebook.com and type in the Texas Meltdown Podcast. If you don't already follow us, you should. Or you can head on over to iTunes where you're probably already at and leave a 5 star review. That'd really help you get our name out there. We also have a phone number that you can leave us voicemails on. It's 903-207-9528. You can leave us feedback. You can give us things to talk about. You can ask us questions. I give good advice. Again, that number is 903-207-9528. If you'd like to buy a t-shirt, you can go to the Texas Meltdown Podcast on Facebook and leave me a message. 
Sometimes I have them, sometimes I don't. But as soon as I do get more, I have one sent to you. They're usually $10. I hope y'all had just as much fun listening as I had recording all this. Signing off is Casey Bowles from the Texas fucking meltdown.